Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg, fair to say, not having the night he thought he paid for. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. When I read it tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does suggest what we're talking about here. There's too much money in politics. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. I agree with that. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. What the fuck did I just hear? Skag free wherever he is. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Alright, go, go! In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, last week was a pretty shocking week in political news. This week, maybe even more so. We made fun of Joe Biden for calling himself the comeback kid or the comeback kid sniffer as the chat labeled him but the comeback is apparently fully on uh this after democrats move all the pieces into perfect arrangement for his advancement and bernie's defeat we'll go through it all including oh, the man. big quits of the week i've been waiting to edit the memorial for the elizabeth warren campaign for some time so we were wrong about basically everything but both of us have been saying for many months that they would do whatever they can to stop burning again so maybe we weren't so wrong and way back in the day i called joe biden as the nominee but <laughs> i haven't it's been just doing that lately so implausible i have not done that for months He's yeah. just so geriatric. This week's gaffe is, it's the worst gaffe. Which, which one? The, Take your pick. The intro gaffe was really bad. The Declaration of Independence? That, that, I think that's probably the worst. There's one like think. five. We'll go through those too. And then the, too. replacing his sister with his wife. That was, oh, yeah that, yeah, yeah. that was rough. Meanwhile, um, Chuck Schumer is participating. He's speaking at this abortion event in front of the Supreme Court, and he says if Gorsuch and Kavanaugh don't decide this abortion case according to what he wants, then they won't know what hit them. And uh, But that might actually be the least controversial thing about this abortion rally outside the court. I mean, this, was, uh, this was a mental illness fest in many I regards. Know. So we'll take a look at some of those scenes. Meanwhile, Congressman Ken Buck dares Joe Biden and his new guns are. That was another thing Joe Biden did this week. Hey, hey, Beto, uh, you're going to be in charge of the guns now. So 
and the gun problem, as Joe Biden says. So Congressman Ken Buck dares Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke to come take his AR-15. And somehow this is called a threat on Twitter. This is a threat now. That was uh, interesting to watch uh, um, play out. Chris Matthews gets abruptly me too'd off MSNBC this week. And then Bill Maher is now taking heat from the left for defending Chris Matthews. And uh, gosh, it is I, the most bullshit me too. I have maybe it's ever pretty heard. bad. It's pretty bad. Jenk uh, Uger has a terrible week. He lost an election himself. Remember, he was running to replace Katie Hill. That didn't happen or isn't going to happen. <laughs> His guy, Bernie, got screwed. And I don't know if you saw this clip. Apparently, he had a flight delayed over the weekend. I don't have all the context on this, but we will watch the footage. So he filmed himself berating the airline workers, thinking yeah. this makes him look cool. I they guess. were all I black, too. I ironic. Yeah. Uh, and then several cases, uh, cases of hoax hate to close. It's just a hoax hate fest before we get out of here. We will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs or DLive as well in between topics. My apology. Last Sunday, I forgot to open the treasure chest for our DLive people. So don't let me forget to do it this time. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. One of the many things we have over on the website is uh, special deals from listener owned businesses. Of course, this week, our feature business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. Sonoran Defense Technologies is a firearms dealer based in Arizona, but with a focus in the online community, specializing in Glock polymer laser stippling, custom Glock builds and other firearms engraving, as well as general firearms and accessory sales. Sonoran Defense has several easy-to-order laser stippling packages, but can also accommodate one-off custom designs upon request. The new hy hybrid Atrix Alpha Stipple package is an updated version of their flagship design that has been a customer favorite. It provides the same superb grip traction as traditional hybrid Atrix uh, with a new unique aesthetic to really enhance the overall look and feel of your Glock pistol. You can even order a brand new Glock with laser stippling from Sonoran. Just reach out for a quote by the contact form on their website, which is linked on my deals page. Sonoran Defense also offers laser marked AR and AK magazines with many designs to choose from, as well as secret designs only available on their social media accounts. So be sure to follow them on Instagram and elsewhere at Sonoran Defense. Sonoran offers 10% off all their products and services to listeners of this show using the promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z. Find everything you need from Sonoran, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners. By listeners. Got a pretty sweet piece of artwork from... Uh, this is from listener Rodney. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate the finer details of this, uh, this comic book cover. First of all, it's part of uh, the Snow Ape comics family. Uh, so I appreciate that reference. The, the epitome reference. Yes, I know it's epitome. Don't email me. The epitome reference. And um, the nickname Flannel Channel as well. Thanks much, Rodney. Actually, I forgot to open. Why has gonna... that never occurred to us? What? Flannel Channel. I've, I've heard people say that before, so I appreciate that. I'm the official flannel channel. There's one other thing I forgot to grab, so I'm going to do it quickly because we have a particular Girl Scout in our audience who is looking to, uh, to donate some cookies to a good cause, so I wanted to give her a shout-out, but i got to get the uh, website, the webpage up quickly. 
Uh, anyway, her, her mother is named Catherine, and they live uh, in Fishkill, New York, uh, in the Hudson Valley. And they are selling Girl Scout cookies, but they're not just mm. selling Girl Scout cookies. They're selling uh, Girl Scout cookies that will be donated to, uh, to our troops, to U.S. service oh, members. That's let me so get the, nice. Let me get the page here. Uh, oh, and Gracie's such a cute name, too. That's right. The Girl Scout's name is Gracie. Uh, here's the page. It, it is linked atop the description if people want to uh, get in on this. Of course, you can buy Girl Scout cookies for yourself if you want to do that. But uh, the, the big option here is to support uh, Operation Cookie Drop, which is a charity that the Girl Scouts run, I guess, is local to the Hudson Valley in New York. So those cookies, if you decide to order, again, scroll down a little bit here uh, to the Donate Cookies option right there. Those uh, donated cookies will go to service members in the Hudson Valley or across the country or across the world. And you will help uh, young Gracie in her quest to sell 1,500 packages. And she's about 550 short. We have, we've chipped in our little piece from the show here, but we're hoping to help her out and help out uh, her mother, Catherine, as well. What so, are your favorite kinds? I am, uh, it's a tie between Thin Mints and uh, American Samoa, or uh, Samoans, not American. So I'm thinking Samoans. Tulsi Gabbard got a, a delegate in American Samoa. Oh, yeah. That's why I said American Samoa. But your head's really in the show. I know it's like a million different facts running through my mind at any given point. So. Samoans, those are money. I don't Samoas. even like was. Samoas. Samoas. Oh, I did the same thing. Whoops. We kind of got the shout out. Those right, peanut Catherine. butter ones are really good too. You can't go wrong. I've never had a Girl Scout cookie that I thought was terrible. So they're all pretty legit. Uh, anyway, if you guys, if you sorry. guys decide to help out uh, Gracie's effort to support Operation Cookie Drop, thank you much for that effort and good luck mm. to Gracie. Let's see. Back to the show notes here. What do we got? Oh, uh, of course, your favorite moment of the week. I had to put it right up front. I don't know that we really need much context from this, but Gavin McInnes and Jared Holt had a real-life confrontation. Yeah. yeah. Is that Gavin, is that... Gavin's banned from CPAC. This happened at the Gaylord Hotel. But uh, <laughs> I am not joking. I No exaggeration. I watched this 10 times this week. Well, here it is. Gavin McInnes confronting Jared Holt in real life. Oh, look, there's Will Summer. Hey, Will, you fucking pussy. <laughs> hey, Will, you piece of shit. You tattletale. Oh, there's Jared Holt. Look, it's the cunt squad. <laughs> look at these fucking horrible, weak losers. Look at these shitty human beings. Their whole job is being a tattletale. What a bunch of fucking losers. What a bunch of cucks. Nice legacy. Anyway, we're here at the Gaylord Center where Jared feels right at home. <laughs> I know you have a relationship with... Can you get that on my face? No, I'm just trying to hear the question. Okay. Hey, Jared, can we ask you some questions? No, you're going to have to contact my media person. <laughs> oh, you don't do interviews? Not without approval. Why? <laughs> I just have a simple... I just don't understand why you're so obsessed with white nationalism. Is that your beat? I can't do an interview. What about the Aryan Brotherhood? Do you investigate them? That sounds like some bona fide white nationalist. I can't do an interview with you until you contact my press liaison. You look like milk. You look so weak. You know what you look like? Someone has a glass of water and they just put in like four drops of milk. You just seem to have this sort of sad acquiescence to you. You just look like you could just spill all over the ground. Are you gay? I used to know this. I'm so unhomophobic that I forgot. <laughs> We're done? We're done? All right, where are you going? 
Oh you'll have God. to talk to my press liaison. I talk it makes to him me if so you're happy. I'm so happy right now. Uh, it's, it's like talk to the guy if you want, don't if you don't. Uh, but come on, dude, you're not that important. I am not authorized to speak without my press liaison. Okay, oh, dude. It uh, just reminded me like why we do this. It really brought me back down to to earth. Like this is why. This is why we do it. <laughs> and then that comment about the four drops of milk and water was so. Like, like the way he did that, it's like Good that's visual, exactly yeah. Yeah. what he's like. I hate Jared Holt so much that it was just nice to see somebody get taken down a notch IRL and just to see how red he turned, you know. Like I've never seen somebody become such a pussy over being called milk in water. <laughs> well, the, we were talking about this this week because I, I started mixing it up with some people on Twitter again after not getting into Twitter fights for a good long time. But you realize all these people that are just talking shit and being weirdo tough guys and just being aggressive on the internet when confronted in real life tend to fold fairly easily. Yeah. And uh, not that I expected Jared Holt to put up a real life fight, but that was uh, that was probably more embarrassing than even I would have expected given the description. Oh, like he doesn't. And good for Gavin. Deserve I appreciate it. It. more of this. This is what we really need because all these people in real life are pussies. Do you know that um site angryWhiteGuys.org or whatever? Mm-mm. He's like really vigilant. But I recently found out that, that guy's a vegan. Mm. Like I, I think all of these people are like that. Just huge pussies, IRL. And <laughs> we should all confront right. them in their real lives as much as possible. No, I have not seen any word from Jared about this. I don't know if he had any public statement or reaction or anything like that or if he just moved on with his day no word from his press liaison either if this interview is ever going to be scheduled yeah really you'll have to ask george soros <laughs> i mean yeah jared holt actual soros shill meanwhile uh we were still waiting for the ultimate resolution on the bump stock challenge on monday the supreme court declined to hear that challenge against uh the federal ban on bump stocks you'll recall the trump administration did that ban through the justice department and the atf not through a new law through congress claiming that bump stocks legally count as machine guns even though they are just pieces of plastic and do not fit the current statutory definition of machine gun but this uh, this standard will now stand. That means that if you have one of these bump stocks, you are now an instant felon. You are uh, now legally obligated to destroy or turn in your bump stock. And honestly, I don't even know if you can turn them in anymore. I think the amnesty period might have expired. Uh, if you did happen to lose your bump stock in a terrible boating accident, you will want to make sure it is all the way down at the bottom of the lake where it is not recoverable. Otherwise, you could face... Uh, the penalty for owning an unregistered machine gun, exact same penalty. If you have a bump stock or an actually functioning machine gun that's unregistered, 10 years in prison in addition crazy. to Crazy. That is crazy. Uh, in my opinion, I will reiterate without going too far into this, but I think this is the worst thing the Trump administration has uh, has done. And it's not just the gun issue, the Second Amendment implications, which are bad enough, but just consider what actually happened here. Trump circumvented <laughs> Congress to make new law. Okay, that's terrible on principle. He's not the first, but we shouldn't encourage this sort of thing. Trump decided that property you legally owned yesterday is now illegal today and will punish you for having it with a total lack of compensation. We talk about buybacks, and I stand against those on principle too, and it's not really a buyback because that's money the government already took from you and they're just giving it back. It's still stealing of property at the end of the day. But this isn't even a buyback. You don't even get compensation. It's just the government saying that property is illegal now. Destroy it. Hey, do I get a check for that? No. Well, what happens if I want to keep my property? You go to prison. This has a lot of 
awful, awful implications beyond just the stupid uh, bump stock, you know, fun at the range. Uh, I'm told belt loops and coat hangers are still legal, though, in case uh, you want to participate in some illegal machine gun fire, which, of course, I disavow. I would never violate ATF guidelines in any way. We know that. And uh, of course, we all know everything is much safer and much more common sense now that everyone is using pistol braces and uh, and belt loops to do their bump fire. Much safer common sense country. Anyway, it looks like this is resolved for now. And uh, and despite the loss, I want to give a shout out to the uh, Gun Owners of America and, and, and other activism groups that tried to fight this to the end. Uh, no, no shout out to the NRA who just folded yeah, really. on this and gets no credit anyway. The NRA is still the boogeyman. <clears throat> Nick Sandman's not done though. He apparently is still going to keep going hard against a bunch of other outlets. What's this about? Yeah, he intends to file complaints with the intent to sue five additional media outlets following the March for Life incident, which was over a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, his attorney submitted a status report with the U S district court in Covington. And it says that they're going to file complaints against Gannett, ABC, CBS, the New York times and Rolling Stone before March 9th. I thought they already did sue the New York times, but maybe not. I thought they had already sued ABC and they but... got us. And they only, I think the only settlement or the only resolution the, the, the Washington, Washington Post, Post one got renewed, didn't it? It was thrown out, but then it got revisited. CNN, there was a settlement. Yes. Undisclosed settlement. An undisclosed CNN. amount, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure by the end of this, he's going to be worth, like, we'll never know, but at least 50 to $100 million, right? I have no idea. I, I, I'd be surprised if he pulls that kind of money, but... I don't I know. No I'm way. Sure I don't know what he got out of the settlement. CNN. It must have been many millions of dollars. They asked for like 250. 250. I'm sure it's nothing close to that. Even if he got 10 million dollars. I mean, how much money to go through what he went through? How much money would it be worth for you? Uh, well, I, in the millions of dollars, I would definitely take it. I mean, not only you don't know if you'd make that much money in your lifetime, but he in a way, I'm not saying it's good that this happened. It sucks that this happened. He, he will never, the, the nature of the damage he, is he is now inseparable from that incident. He will never be able to separate his identity from that. Yeah, but, but if he's worth $100 million, who gives a shit? Well, I'm saying there are <clears throat> uh, serendipitous opportunities. That is to say, if he wanted to like, I don't know, get into politics or get into media or something, he does yeah. have some name recognition that is favorable or at least uh, well received to some people because of that. So he is like every man, sort of. Yeah. We've all been demonized to some but, degree for things. But who knows? Into. That's the question: is does he does he want that? He's a young man, so he probably doesn't know. But for all I know, he wants to do like space engineering or something. He doesn't want to be like a political talking head. So yeah, he shouldn't but be now he doesn't have to do either. anything. I mean, with fifty million dollars, if invested properly, you and your family never have to work again. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible opportunity. I would totally nuke my rep, my reputation in perpetuity for $50 million. Well, we're nuking our reputations <laughs> for a lot less. Currently, so, True. So, and, but we're choosing it. Nick Sandman <laughs> didn't choose it. You know, I guess that is. So I, I hope for the that. best for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick. We'll go. What, what are the latest? What's the latest coronavirus? Do you have coronavirus? I was feeling ill this morning. I've been sneezing a lot and I have been to Seattle a bunch of times since I got pregnant. If I am the first Idaho case of coronavirus and I'm pregnant, I'm going to lose my damn mind <laughs> about this. Like two yeah. weeks ago, I'm like, I'm not worried about this at all. It's just like the flu. Everything's fine. Now I'm like, 
when is the FDA going to come out with this test so I can get this coronavirus test? Um, so we have 532 cases across 33 states. Connecticut reported its first case today. Uh, District of Columbia, um, we've logged 21 deaths, although it's important to point out that a lot of those are in that nursing home. The Seattle nursing home, yeah. Yes. Uh, Seattle seems to be the epicenter of this, although they're saying it's a different strain than the Chinese coronavirus. Hmm. Coincidentally, there are a lot of Chinese in Seattle, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, the Washington State, New York, California, Oregon have declared emergencies. Schools are shut down, even in North Idaho. Um, raising concerns about the closings will affect learning, burden fam learning families, and up-end communities. I don't know about you, but I'm not seeing a lot of uh, change in people's movement, but we don't have any declared cases yet. <clears throat> okay. Italy um, is in a rough spot, though. Yes, they have Ugh. the worst outbreak outside of any Asian nation. <clears throat> and I, I was looking at some pictures today. It's like travel there is greatly reduced. Uh, they updated their counts today um, to 7,375 infected and deaths rose to 366. Ooh, did you see like quarantined like a quarter of their country too? It's a good up, idea. Up in the Northern part, they they're, yeah, as, as I understand, no travel in or out for like yeah. a quarter of Italy as of this weekend. I'm kind of starting to believe this bioweapons angle. Hmm. Uh, China accounts for more than 7,000 of the world's 110,000 cases, which are spread across 95 countries and more of 360 of some 3,800 deaths. I would imagine it's a lot higher in China than that. <clears throat> All right. Well, we will uh, continue to update as long as this uh, continues to you know, grow and the implications continue to worsen. Hoping for the best here. And uh, I know there have been some significant mm -hmm. event cancellations too, like South by Southwest is canceled. There were um, apparently someone at CPAC is confirmed to have had the illness. And I was reading various internet comment sections of people trying to connect the dots to Trump, hoping that Trump shook the hand of the coronavirus <laughs> person to get coronavirus and all that but yeah we're as we've already seen a uh, market impact you know, as big time revenue generating events and things are potentially canceled those are those also hit people's bottom lines pretty severely so obviously we're hoping for a, a quick turnaround on, on some of these or at least things to stabilize anyway heard I, that it's going to get better with the weather i've not heard that theory why is that i don't know i heard vitamin d helps you fight the virus um i don't know if this is true so a lot of people are saying it's seasonal hmm. but I, okay. who knows who knows what's going to happen if i well, have to if, if that works give birth in a hospital where people have coronavirus uh <laughs> i'm gonna lose my mind uh, okay if bat soup is what is what uh, undoes your your pregnancy or i don't want to be around bioweapons i'm gonna I be so pissed off I don't want to be around for that reaction. Mm. Well, anyway, I will delay no longer because I want to get into uh, not just Super Tuesday, but who quit on Super Tuesday. I had predicted, of course, that Warren would quit prior to Super Tuesday because she wouldn't want the embarrassment of losing her home state of Massachusetts. I was right about the embarrassment, but wrong about Elizabeth Warren being capable of it, let alone fearing it. She, of course, loves embarrassment. And so she stuck around and got embarrassed finishing third in Massachusetts and a distant third at that 21%. Joe Biden got 34%. He won the state. Bernie got 27%. Third place 
in her own state. She should have fulfilled my prediction, but she did not. And so we must finally say goodbye to the Elizabeth Warren campaign. likes to call my mom a liar what do the facts say the facts suggest that you absolutely have a native american ancestor in your pedigree okay. <laughs> i am not a tribal citizen i had a good conversation with chief baker i am sorry that i extended confusion about tribal citizenship. I'm gonna get me um, a beer. Never forget that totally relatable beer from Elizabeth Warren. Uh, so anyway, she um, she didn't quit until Thursday, of course, much too late. We'll speak about the implications for when Bernie Sanders uh, that that happened what happened to Bernie Sanders as a result of her not leaving before Super Tuesday momentarily. But speaking with reporters on Thursday after quitting, she, of course, said that sexism is part of the reason that she was not successful in her campaign. Gender in this race, you know. <laughs> That is the trap question for every woman. Uh, if you say, yeah, there was sexism in this race, everyone says, whiner. And if you say, no, there was no sexism, about a bazillion women think, what planet do you live on? Um, I promise you this, I will have a lot more to say on that subject later on. Uh, oh, I can't wait till she writes a book. <laughs> Yeah, I, I discussed this uh, more at length in my video I posted yesterday. If you want my full thoughts on it, but yes, uh, all the Democrats are out throwing each other under uh, throwing each other under the bus for being racist and sexist and nominating one of two really old white guys instead of the diversity uh, the diversity uh, clown car they once had. Uh, she, I mean, I wouldn't be so sexist if women just were determined to earn it, you know. Yeah. to earn their place with their sure. merit, but instead they're like, no, give it to me because uh, my vagina. <clears throat> uh, and if that doesn't make you sexist, then scenes from the abortion rally later in the show will certainly make you sexist. I don't know. It just but made me sad, mostly. It is pretty sad. It is. Uh, Kamala Harris also said, uh, responding to Elizabeth Warren quitting, that women are exceptionally qualified to be president of the United States, which is a pretty interesting statement. Uh, more qualified supremely qualified women are automatically qualified it we're, we're beyond exactly what you discussed which is like well women are equally qualified therefore evaluate the candidate and uh, may the best candidate win now it's vote for this person strictly because of genitals but it doesn't work out that way not even the women of massachusetts voted for elizabeth warren let alone women across the country that's because their husbands are stopping them from making their own decisions hmm she has yet to endorse a candidate if she even will she says she needs to go on a vision quest before she can make her <laughs> decision uh, michael good. bloomberg also quit bloomberg at least had the sense to quit before warren quitting um the morning after super tuesday he didn't need time to think it out he also underperformed drastically on super tuesday and was like well this is done i'm out yeah uh we had thought that it was possible that bloomberg would eat into biden's vote after bloomberg had invested so heavily in super tuesday states but he too did, uh dramatically underperformed he didn't even win a single state he didn't finish top two 
in a single state. He he did um, he does have this feather in his cap though. He beat Warren in nine of the fourteen states, which has to be a little bit gratifying after Warren went to war on him for no apparent right. reason. He has endorsed Joe Biden, and we will remember Mike Bloomberg for exactly what he'd want to be remembered for, the guy who bans the soda and the guns. The Board of Health's limit on the serving size of sugary drinks does not limit anyone's consumption. It just requires them to think about whether they really want more than 16 ounces. That would ban most. No, but pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. An assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes. Blah, blah, blah. No, those are fully automatic weapons. Okay. Mm. Big gay ice cream is the best. I hope he helped big gay ice cream. Oh. His efforts. Silver lining in his campaign. Um, but before he leaves, uh, Bloomberg did have a couple viral clips this week he had a fox news town hall event and on the topic of guns a voter asked him about his hypocrisy on gun control and the hypocrisy of protecting himself with armed guards uh, guards armed with the same sort of firepower he wants to ban for the common citizen check out this exchange how do you justify pushing for more gun control when you have an armed security detail that is likely equipped with the same firearms and magazines that you seek to ban the common citizen from owning? Does your life matter more than mine or my family's or these people's? Uh, all right. Ooh. I probably get 40 or 50 threats every week, okay? And some of them are real. That just happens when you're the mayor of New York City or you're very wealthy and, and if you're campaigning for uh, president of the United States, you get lots of threats. So I, I have a security detail. I pay for it all myself. And, um, you know, they're, they're all retired police officers who are very well trained in firearms. Okay, so short answer, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does he have kids? Yeah. Like, doesn't he have like a really weird family situation? I, can't I don't remember. know. I actually don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, I mean, let me know in the live chat, but who is the world going to be more affected by a big burly masculine man dying when he's the patriarch of several children and a wife or Mayor Bloomberg? Like, who, who cares? And his answer that, oh, I get 40 to 50 oh, threats kids, that are real. Okay. But it's, but it's not a volume question. First of all, not all threats announce themselves before they are upon you. Many right. threats are upon you immediately with no warning. So there's that. And secondly, uh, all it takes is one. It doesn't matter if you have a million credible threats against you. It just takes one person to act upon it. And suddenly you are in imminent danger in need of defense for yourself and your family. So this volume argument is stupid. In addition to just being, he's just basically granting the guy's question. Yeah, I'm important. I'm a big, rich, famous guy, and I get real threats. You're just a peon, so you can um, you can shoot them with your handgun that that carries one round or whatever it is, whatever it is he wants us to have, uh, or no gun at all, I guess. Mm, anyway, yes, um, two daughters. We were just we were just wondering about the cause of coronavirus. We have not discussed the Bloomberg theory. What uh, is Bloomberg, this? I haven't heard about this. Bloomberg also posted this weird clip on his Snapchat this week of him eating pizza at a campaign office in Virginia. So there's no sound. I'll just tell you what's happening here. So he takes pizza out of the box. He rips it up in his hands and then he eats some parts of the pizza and then he puts other parts of the pizza back and then he licks his hands like he's five years old and then he touches the coffee. 
I kind of had to cut it there, but if you watch the clip, he he puts his hand directly oh, on <laughs> directly on the coffee spout. So um, Bloomberg may have caused coronavirus. I think that's a credible theory that we should investigate. Definitely. And of course, when Bloomberg left the race this week, basically everyone, certainly everyone who watches YouTube or you know, people who watch TV, or if you consume any media, everyone across the world yelled in celebration or sighed in relief about Bloomberg ads disappearing once and for all. We thought we'd reached freedom in the promised land. Well, uh, don't get too far ahead of yourself because uh, by Thursday, Bloomberg had already released a new anti-Trump ad. He has Why? some issue group that he's running. Mm-hmm. So he's, you're not going to see I'm Mike Bloomberg and I approve this message, but you are going to see Bloomberg-backed groups running ads against Trump, running ads for gun control, all that sort of thing. So maybe you maybe you won't see his stupid face much. At least that's a little consolation. But Bloomberg-funded ads are here to stay through Election Day and probably beyond. Uh, now, uh, Amy Klobuchar, when we, uh, when we were live last Sunday, Pete Buttigieg had just abruptly and unexpectedly quit right before we went live. And... All indications are that Amy Klobuchar was actually going to do the same, but her event in Minnesota was stopped by Black Lives Matter um, and she canceled, which was a hilarious event itself. Uh, Instead, she quit on Monday and endorsed Joe Biden in Texas, along with Pete Buttigieg and Beto O'Rourke. The one thing Amy wants us to remember is that she is not a boring person. She is, in fact, hilarious. sent out a tweet. He made fun of me for talking about climate change in the middle of a blizzard, and he called me Snow Woman. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. (laughs) The biggest misconception is that I'm boring, because I'm not. Now, have you seen the daily, I think it's from the daily show, but this montage of how many times she told that joke throughout the campaign season? Oh no. All the time. I presume she told, she must've told that like at least a dozen times. Check out this montage. This was back from September and I didn't see it at the time, but ever since then I've been saving it because I knew I wanted to show it once Amy Klobuchar finally quit. Check this out. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. It gets worse. Sometimes, if you haven't noticed, you use a little humor. Like when he called me snow woman at my announcement in the middle of that thing. I wrote back on Twitter, I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump. So I wrote back, uh, hey, Donald Trump. So I wrote back, I wrote back. I tweeted back. The, the science, science is Oh my God. And I'd like to see how and your like hair would fare in a blizzard. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Fucking own, bitch. Got him. Uh, also, it's uh-huh. possible we might see more of Amy Klobuchar. How? Pretty soon. She's stumping for Joe Biden, but uh, apparently stumping yesterday in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She said, quote, I can't think of a better way to end my candidacy than to join the ticket. 
Too big applause. She quickly corrected to say, join the terrific campaign of Joe Biden. So maybe a clue. Are we looking at a Biden Klobuchar ticket? Anyway, uh, getting to the results of what actually happened here. We mocked, as I said, we mocked Joe Biden for calling himself the comeback kid or the comeback kid sniffer, whatever is your preference. It turns out he is both. He has had a massive comeback. He did sniff a kid in celebration. We'll get to that momentarily. Tuesday went incredibly well for Joe Biden. He picked up 10 of 14 states. Bernie crushes in California and his home state of Vermont. But that's about it. Joe won the southern states as expected, but he picked off Minnesota, Massachusetts, Maine and Texas (laughs) as well. Uh, Joe Biden now has a sizable delegate lead, 664 to Bernie's 573. And all the endorsements are heading Joe's way as well. Now, it's possible Warren goes to Bernie, but that remains to be seen. And as I mentioned, what is amazing, and we probably should have predicted this with greater confidence and accuracy, but the what appears to be DNC shenanigans, we don't have direct evidence, but it is amazing how all the pieces moved into place perfectly timed to halt Bernie Sanders' momentum and propel Joe Biden to be the unbelievable, unlikely nominee. Yep. So just before Bernie can do real damage Super Tuesday, Pete and Amy get right in line and drop out to endorse Joe. And for whatever reason, Elizabeth Warren sticks around to siphon off a solid 10 to 15% in most states, as you can see here. Uh, in what would presumably otherwise be Bernie Sanders voters. If those Warren voters went to Bernie, she was not in the race and all those people voted for Bernie, it would have been just enough to shift Oklahoma, Minnesota, Texas, Maine, Massachusetts. If that happens, it's Bernie winning the majority of states on Tuesday instead of Joe Biden. Take your pick in terms of explanations for why Warren did this. Is she actually that incompetent of a politician? No. Did someone encourage her to stick around while they encouraged everyone else to get in line and get behind Joe. Obviously. Maybe it was Donna Brazil. I'd accuse her, but she'd be angry with me. We'll get to that. What do you think? How do you think they incentivized her? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it would have to be greater. You would, you have to assume that people in Bernie's camp were aware of this possibility and tried to get worn out before super Tuesday. You have to assume that happened. Would they offer her VP? Would they offer her something? I, I don't know. But what could the... I have to assume they offered her something. Oh, that's more. a wholesome outlook. I was thinking, like, they are blackmailing her or they're paying her. <laughs> well, oh, as in it wasn't incentive, it was threat. Yeah. Warren, you'll stay in the race or we'll release this information about you. This picture DNC, of you completely least. naked with a headdress on. Oh, God. Ugh. I think it stands to reason that there's some behind-the-scenes explanation for why Warren chose to do this. It's, it, it just makes it no sense. If she does get a place on the ticket. I don't think it's going to be with Biden, but it does appear people are speculating and there's a negotiation war going on right now. That's why she hasn't endorsed is because she's trying to get the sweetest deal out of this thing that she possibly can. But at this point, what leverage does she really have? She's not carrying a ton of delegates. She doesn't have a lot of political capital. She doesn't have this big army of voters behind her. So maybe it isn't incentive. Maybe it's just threat. Anyway, um, Tuesday's next round of States. We got voting again on Tuesday already. 
Bernie has to make something happen here or his momentum is is quickly evaporating. So Tuesday, we got your state of Idaho. We got Miss, uh, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, and Washington. We don't have polling in all of those states and certainly not a bulk of polling. But uh, Michigan, Missouri, and Washington currently look good for Joe. Washington is closer. Michigan is still somewhat close. Uh, Washington is also a caucus state. So anything could happen for Bernie in that one. But Bernie's going to have to get Michigan and Washington on Tuesday. He did also win North Dakota and Idaho in 2016. So he's not dead yet. But he needs a good showing right now, this Tuesday, to shift some of that momentum. Uh, The... Uh, Next week after that is Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. Bernie looks uh, potentially competitive in Illinois, but he's getting absolutely crushed in Florida after the Castro comments. So Bernie is quickly running out of time and territory. If he doesn't flip the momentum, uh, his, his best case failing of winning the majority of delegates is going into the convention with a plurality of delegates. But even that is looking unlikely. 538 is now forecasting that Joe Biden clears the 1,990 delegate threshold in early May with plenty of states uh, left to spare. And uh, don't worry if you're, uh, it's not just Bernie who who got screwed. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, our fans of, of Surfer Mom as well, who also has been screwed. But we all knew that was going to happen from the DNC yeah. too. So it looks like the next, the next debate is set up for next weekend, uh, March 15th, a week from today. And Tulsi Gabbard, the, the DNC has changed the rules to exclude Tulsi Gabbard. The rules before the threshold to get in was you had to have at least a delegate. Tulsi Gabbard did get two delegates out of American Samoa. Now the DNC says you need 20% of the delegates to get in. So Tulsi's being excluded and it looks like we're going to get just the Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders Walker fight for mm. two hours. Walker fight next Sunday. Can can Joe Biden stand on a stage for two hours without making a complete fool of him, of himself or collapsing? We'll see. You know he can't. I I am definitely going to. Well, I don't know. The the debate might be during our stream actually, but I'll I'll tune in. Oh, after. Really? I'll tune in live if I can. I'll tune in after if I must. I they usually do it during the week. Yeah. Um. This is a rare Sunday one, I guess. At least that's what my notes say is March 15th. So uh, so it looks like Tulsi is in rough shape. No indication that she's going to be on the debate stage. And of course, she's in rough shape electorally, too. She, she was under 1% in almost all Super Tuesday states. Oh. Meanwhile, um, oh, did I, what else did I miss in my notes here? Oh, the um, in terms of the, the 538 forecast, I did want to mention this as well. Uh Biden jumped from one in eight odds to win the nomination outright all the way up to eight in nine, 89% says 538 now because of how insanely good this performance was. And now Bernie has dropped from just under a 50% shot after Nevada all the way down to one in 52%. No, I mean like I I can't get into the mind of a, of a Biden voter right now. I I don't understand. Uh, just you you consider the defeat of Trump to be the the sole consideration, so the primary. But how could they possibly think he's a viable candidate? If 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 that Relative is the sole consideration, then it has to be Bernie. I I disagree. I think Joe. I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't consider him electable. But I think he has a better shot to be Trump than Bernie Sanders does. Just my my opinion. They're both going to lose. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, Joe Biden is not helping himself. As I as I mentioned, um, 
You can't stop gaffing. I did see one Twitter response earlier today. Someone saying, don't use the word gaff. It's not a gaff. It's just senile old man talk. <laughs> You're probably right. Yes. Uh, but it is getting worse for Joe Biden, not better. Here are the top um, gaffes or whatever word you want to use. Gaffes of uh, just this week. So first, um, first, Joe Biden is out campaigning in Texas on Monday. And he says tomorrow is Super Thursday. I mean, Tuesday. Look, tomorrow's Super Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? Okay, then you mentioned this one. He does have a big win on Super Tuesday, or several wins. He confuses his wife and his sister on the uh, giving his speech on the stage. By the way, it's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. Okay, he tried to recite the Declaration of Independence. Um, this was uh, campaigning in Texas as well. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. <laughs> he uh, he celebrated his big Super Tuesday win by sniffing a baby's hair. <laughs> He leaked Kamala Harris's endorsement. This was yesterday. Kamala Harris has endorsed Joe today, but he he said this yesterday before the endorsement was official. To all of Amy's folks, to all of Pete's folks, to all of Kamala's folks, to all the folks who have Beto's folks, I tell you what. Okay. And then this, oh God, this clip is, is being somewhat unfairly presented as though because joe says in this all we can do is re-elect trump basically the context of what he's saying is all we can do is re-elect trump if we keep up this infighting we need to unite as a party so i'm not saying that he thinks we're going to re-elect trump that wouldn't be an accurate description of what he's saying but he is just mumbling and bumble and bumbling trying to express this thought and it's not coming out at all you want a nominee who will bring this party together, who will run a progressive, positive campaign and turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump if, in fact, we get engaged in this circular firing squad here. What? He, and only what's on his left and right there? Teleprompters. Teleprompters. Okay. Oh, That's not good. It's going to be a disaster. I definitely am excited to watch it. I'm even more excited to watch the ones with Trump. Uh, the worst thing that Joe Biden said was not a mistake or an old man moment at all. On Monday, as I mentioned, he accepted Beto O'Rourke's endorsement and pledged to put Beto in charge of the gun problem. I want to make something clear. I'm going to guarantee you this is not last year seen of this guy. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you. We need you badly. The state needs you. The country needs you. You're the best. So I guess put your Hawaiian shirts back on. Beto is, uh, is still coming for your assault weapons. And Joe, remember Joe said much the same before, too. He's, he was asked about taking uh, confiscating firearms. He said, bingo. If you have an assault weapon, bingo. We're coming to take it. Oh, no. So look forward to that. You are you familiar with Simone Sanders? Uh, no. 
Simone Sanders used to work for the Bernie Sanders campaign. She is a um, she's a she's an African American woman. She's a body positive African American woman of size. Mm. <laughs> and she put that size to good use. She doubled as a bodyguard for Joe Biden, basically. Because um, well, she put her football skills on display is another way to think about it. Joe Biden, some some anti-dairy protesters stormed his Super Tuesday stage. And Simone Sanders, along with Jill Biden, just got one of these protesters right off the stage in a hurry. Check this out. In the neighbors, we come from the three... Let dairy die! Where? This is one protester, and then another one rushes. Oh, is she some vegan? No, no, this one. There's Simone Sanders just moving. I'll slow it down in a second. Just moving her right off. Thanks, Lizzo. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, take notes, Amy Klobuchar. If you have people taking your stage, just uh, hire Simone Sanders to move them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump is enjoying the show, of course reacting to super Tuesday at a Fox news town hall saying he expected to face off with Bernie, but now it looks like we're going to have to manage Joe's dementia. So you want to face Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? That's my question. I'll tell you, I was all set for Bernie because I thought it was going to happen. So mentally I'm all set for Bernie communist. I had everything down. He's a communist. <laughs> I was all set. And then we have this crazy thing that happened right on Tuesday, which he thought was Thursday. <laughs> But he also said 150 million people were killed with guns and he was running for the United States Senate. Support me. I'm running for the United States. There's something going on there. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, Trump also had fun mocking the obviously coordinated deals with Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, uh, describing their corrupt quid pro quo. Klobuchar just, I heard just something happened there and Buttigieg just went out and said something and Probably they'll say, hey, look, if I win, I'll put you in the administration. That's called quid pro quo, right? Quid pro quo. And they probably said, hey, listen, uh, if I win, I'll give you an endorsement. But will you take me in the administration? Now, I'm sure like I'm sure nothing like that has ever happened. Right. (laughs) I like that he's having fun with this. It's fun to watch. I just can't believe we have to do this again. It's time to do this again. Time to do what? The, The whole election? Yeah, does it, I'm it doesn't excited. feel like it's been four years. The show is getting better. And not only is the political show getting better, the media show is getting better too. That's really heating up. So there were a couple of hilarious moments of Super Tuesday media coverage. You heard it in the intro. Brian Williams on MSNBC noted Bloomberg's terrible night by first uh, on Super Tuesday the evening of. He said Bloomberg's not getting the night that he paid for or that he thought he paid for, which I thought was a hilarious line. I don't even know if it was intentional or not. Whether it was a slip or not, it's still funny. And later in the week, he had New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay on, and the two demonstrated they have absolutely no concept of basic math. Check this out. We'll go back and listen to Mike Bloomberg, who is fair to say not having the night he thought he paid for, not having the night he was hoping for. Somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I've got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, Don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American 
$1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does, it does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Um, Definitely. Oh, my God. How, that is so dumb. Three people. That got by three people and whoever retweeted it. That's what's pretty amazing about this. At first, when I, I saw this being described in headlines, I thought I was going to see another Joe Biden 150 million gun deaths thing where it's like, yeah, he said 150 million. He meant 150,000, whatever. It's a mistake. To your point, that is not what this was. First of all, the tweet gets prepped by some producer for going on the screen. Brian Williams looks at it and reads it. Mara Gay looks at it and reads it. And not one person, there's at least three people involved, probably more. The original tweeter, who's a blue check, of course. Not one person involved does the math and says, wait a minute, $500 million divided by 327 million Americans is like a dollar and change a person, not $1 million. And the 500 million, the 327 million are kind of stacked on top of each other in the tweet, making it yeah, all you just the put more a line, Just put a line there. Yeah. Uh, and then even the math aside, as far as the, the too much money in politics claim, I don't know how you reach that conclusion. Again, like with Tom Steyer before, the money in politics did not succeed. Same with Hillary Clinton last time around. Way, almost twice the money spent by or on behalf of Hillary Clinton in 2016 over Donald Trump. Again, it shows that massive funding of a piece of crap candidate does not work. The conclusion is politics... Um, the money, it's not that money doesn't matter in politics, of course. It's just that it's not everything. And so to say that, well, it's just as simple as buying politicians and buying votes. That's not the way it works. Again, Bloomberg couldn't do it. And and I know that this point is kind of cliche this week, too, and repeated a lot, but it does bear repeating. Bloomberg spent $500 million, up to $600 million, I've seen reported, on ads to basically no effect, to a very underwhelming Super Tuesday performance. But we're supposed to believe that something like $300,000 spent by Russians on Facebook ads in 2016 shifted that election or had a massive effect or undermined the integrity of our democracy or whatever. If Bloomberg can't undermine the integrity of our democracy, I don't think Russian people buying crappy Facebook Right, can't can either, yeah. Last piece of Super Tuesday, the last uh, Super Tuesday bit before we move on, is uh, uh, on, on Tuesday, Super Tuesday's Fox News broadcast, uh, Donna Brazil told Republican chairwoman Ronna McDaniel to go to hell. So Ronna McDaniel was on this Fox News broadcast just prior, and she said that if this, go, if this went to a brokered convention, Bernie would get screwed by the DNC, just like he got screwed by the DNC last time. And that brought on former Democratic Party chairwoman Donna Brazil, who was part of screwing Bernie Sanders last time around. That's not speculation. That is fact. That is demonstrated by her leaked emails about debate questions. She accused the um, she told Ronna McDaniel to go to hell, but she also accused her of parroting Russian talking points, whatever that means. We had Donna, uh, Ronna McDaniel on, Donna, earlier on the program, uh, chairwoman of the RNC, and she was talking about the possibility of a brokered convention, the impact that would have on Bernie Sanders. It's leading towards potentially a brokered convention, which will uh, be rigged against Bernie if those superdelegates have their way. First of all, stay the hell out of our race. Stay the 
hell out of our race. For people to use Russian talking points to sow division among Americans, that is stupid. So, Rana, go to hell. This Whoa. is not about... No, go to hell. I'm tired Got of it, Got the finger Ed. and everything. Finger wag. Um... Man, like no matter how classy or educated these black chicks get, they just can't fight the angry black chick meme. Like they can't. Fight That's it. a lot of hate in that heart. Come on, Donna Brazil. But when I heard this originally, I did think that she was talking to her. I didn't realize that it was a pre-recorded thing, and so it read much worse than it actually um, was. But the audacity of her to say something like that is just it's startling like I, I find that incredible like nobody remembers what you did yeah to say that it's a russian talking point that it was rigged against bernie it's like we saw your emails where you leaked debate questions to hillary clinton to help her out come on that's not russian talking point yeah. but as you forget those those emails were fake and stolen both mm -hmm. they were faked and stolen not legit donna brazil responded on twitter uh in her authentic dialect you could put it that way <laughs> I responded to GOP chairwoman on the DNC process and her response is to throw shade and insults. Mm -hmm. Seriously, why don't she join me in working to protect our elections from foreign interference? Why don't she work to end the purging of eligible citizens from voting? Okay. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Uh, it's Donna Brazil, Donna Brazil's words. Anyway, that's all I got for, for Super Tuesday. Oh, man. And we'll see what happens this Tuesday. I'm done making predictions. I'm not going to. I said last week that Super Tuesday was going to be unpredictable. It totally was. And uh, I'm not going to make predictions for this week's round of voting either. I, I can't believe that we're looking at a likely Joe Biden nomination, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know. I guess I guess maybe we should have been able to predict this. Well, uh, who knows the way it twists and turns and, and people have been mentioning this too. What's going to be crucial if Biden does get the nomination is his choice of vice president. You have to assume the very real possibility, if not likelihood that that vice you're looking at the next president with that vice presidential pick. So we'll see how that goes too. Um, okay. Let's do some super chats. Yeah. Uh, Morbikai official. Hey guys, just got married. Congratulations. Was awesome. Ready to go full trad con, but not full 1488. Sorry, blonde. I'm not like that. God. <laughs> that, that is the guy who did the song for us. Uh, the song for the show. And then the, the oh, really? Kyle Honkler song. Yes. Nice. Matt, a lot of us think you should debate Congrats. PSA Sitch on Trump to ameliorate his TDS. Hail Honkler. I didn't, I didn't know he has TDS. I've seen some of his work before and I think he does a good job. So I'm open to talking to him if he wants to talk. Uh, C. Franklin says, cheers. Oh, I should have skipped that one. Sorry, C. Franklin, but thank you. Uh, Richard Enormous. Fellas, is it weird that my homie's schmeat tastes like my wife's coochie? Ugh. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> All right. What's schmeat? I assume his um, his parts. Oh. Why would you say that, Richard? A lot of thoughts, a lot of things to think about with that particular chat. Robert Franklin, base Tim Pool dealing out red pills, practice abstinence and personal responsibility or become dumber, crazy and depressed on hormonal birth control. Uh, add always, it's complicated. Uh, good for him. We will see some demonstration of that very shortly. Um, Jim Keats, I have something to look forward to. Every day I check my mailbox looking for the $1 million from Bloomberg. Brian Williams <laughs> promised. Also love your t-shirt. California is beyond saving. I know. Uh, well, thank you. And that's uh, from 1776 United. If you're interested in your own, I give them a shout out because they have cool stuff. Not because they have any affiliation with this show. They do not. 
So they're just a, they're a good spot. Boogeyman nine one seven says, "I just uh, can't believe it. Some would have so much hate in their heart." Did I just read that? I don't think so. I think I just referenced that earlier with your commentary about Donna. My brain is not good. Doesn't work any longer. I bought PN. I'm not going to be n worldly. Have fifty million dollars. Thank Ooh, you. Ooh, well, so thank much. you. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, Big LC, there have been fights and knives pulled out in Australian supermarkets over, wait for it, toilet paper. Jeez, imagine what's going to happen when actual food starts running low. Even here, they're selling out of hand sanitizer and rubbing alcohol. Really? It's not like the the shelves are bare around here, but people are making their runs on certain things. Uh, Marvin93, God bless those who fight with a joyful spirit. The only people who make me laugh as much as Gavin or both of you on this podcast. Uh, That clip, it just like, really shook something loose for me. Gavin is uh, one of the more naturally funny people I know of in this particular sphere. You know, yeah. uh, he's always, he's always really good off the cuff, really sharp. And so um, I've actually never been able to speak with him. I know you have, but I've never been able to uh, interact. So I hope we'll be able to arrange that sometime. Yeah. Gavin got me my start. I had like a right. hundred subscribers when, yeah. when I went on Gavin's show. Uh, Phi of Oxford. Um, it's gone 1 a.m. here. I have work later, so I thought I'd send this in case I fall asleep before the end of the show. Stay awesome, and thanks for the weekly dose of sanity. You're welcome. Oh, well, Thank you thanks. so much. Uh, let's circle back. Real quick over on uh, DLive, Darth Jones says, enough diamonds to give every American a lemon. That's a DLive adaptation of the uh, MSNBC math. Thank you. Crypto Crook, Matt Blonde, longtime listener, seventh time supporter. Love the show. Thank you so much for it, and thanks for uh, continuing your support. Uh, Silosopher, just throwing out some diamonds. Thank you, Darth Jones, as well. Appreciate it, guys. Let me see what we got going on over on Streamlabs. Might hold off for a minute. And actually, you know what? Before I forget, I'm going to open the treasure chest on DLive so I do not do that to you guys again this week. So sit tight for the treasure chest opening on DLive. And let's see. You know, we have a fair amount over on Streamlabs. Let me just get through a few so we can get into this abortion uh, abortion rally at the Supreme Court. Cameron says, uh, greetings from ground zero of the U.S. epidemic known as Seattle. If Corona Chan doesn't get me first, then uh, I'll get done in by Antifa, some Antifa thug. Some diversity or an incoherent bum who shanked me because local law enforcement failed to do their job. Well... Stay healthy, stay safe, and I hope none of those things happen. Thanks for supporting the show, man. Philip says, what is best in life? To meme your enemies, to see them driven to their safe spaces, and to hear the lamentations of their non-binary other kin. Those are, those are good things to experience. Sa- Sahi Muslim? I don't know how to say this. Sahi Muslim. As Muhammad said, oh, women folk, you should... <laughs> I should be careful with this one. Maybe I should read it first. Nah. Oh, women folk, you should... Give charity and ask much forgiveness, for I saw you in bulk amongst the dwellers of hell. A wise lady among them asked, What is it, messenger of Allah, that our folk, or why is it, messenger of Allah, that our folk are in bulk in hell? I don't know. Is that a Muslim teaching? Are there more women in hell in the Islamic faith? I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. But there's one more. Also says, Upon the holy prophet observed, quote, You curse too much and are ungrateful to your spouses. Okay. All right. So Muhammad had some, had some knowledge. <laughs> I have seen none lacking in common sense and failing in religion, but at the same time, robbing the wisdom of the wise, except you happy international women's day. I assume maybe those are legit things Muhammad said about women, but maybe 
uh, anyway, let's uh, let's hop back into the topics. I will come back to um, to Streamlabs. So uh, sit tight over there, guys. Thanks for your patience. On uh, on Wednesday, Senator Chuck Schumer spoke at a pro-abortion rally outside the Supreme Court. This as the court is hearing arguments about a Louisiana case where the state has uh, passed a law requiring abortion providers to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. During the speech, Schumer called out Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh by name, saying they won't know what hits them if they do not decide the case in the way that he says is correct. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Oh, man. So Chief Justice John Roberts, who doesn't chime in on much, issued a statement of condemnation that reads in part, justices know that criticism comes with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also condemned Schumer, uh, saying in part, this was a shameless effort to bully our independent judiciary, adding that yesterday those efforts took a dangerous and disturbing turn responding chuck schumer has denied that he made a threat he says his warnings were directed at senate republicans i don't know how you get that out of what he said but that's what he said and he says his warnings were about political consequences not violent ones i'm from brooklyn we speak in strong language i shouldn't have used the words i did but in no way was i making a threat i never never would do such a thing and leader mcconnell knows that and Republicans who are busy manufacturing outrage over these comments know that too. Schumer said he had meant the justices might face political and not physical consequences. Manufacturing outrage. Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I got some thoughts about this, but I'll defer to you if you want to go first. I mean, do I think that it's a legitimate threat? Is that what you're asking me? Uh, yeah, we could go that route. No, probably not, but it is kind of shocking to hear a politician talk like this about Supreme Court justices. I don't know that I've ever heard uh, a that sort of coercive statement to a Supreme Court justice. And even being as generous as I can and saying Schumer's commentary was too general to be a credible threat or that he was speaking metaphorically and not literally or take your pick of any way you want to minimize this. Even if what he was saying was decide this case this way or there will be political consequences. There, there are implications there. Right. Like ethical is, implications that I have more of a problem with than this right. supposed threat. Yeah, threat of violence. It's still wildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I will also say, of course, he, I, he did not threaten political consequences for Senate Republicans. It's very clear. He calls them out by name. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Gorsuch. I'm talking right. to you, Kavanaugh. That couldn't be clear. But the entire reason Supreme Court justices like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch get a lifetime appointment is to be immune or at least as uh, as little affected by this sort of political pressure as mm-hmm. possible. So the political threatening, not the threat of violence, but the political threatening is exactly what the framers sought to neutralize in structuring the court the way they did and designing the system the way they did. 
on that basis alone, as, as you were saying, I think Schumer's commentary is deserving of, of condemnation. Do I consider it to be a violent threat? Um, I would say that it's borderline saying to someone, you won't know what hit you unless you do this. I could see how someone would interpret that as a, yeah, as a threat of force, physical force or violence. To me, I wouldn't say that it meets the threshold of, say, being outside the scope of the First Amendment. It's not imminent enough for me. It's not specific enough for me. I do think that it's, you're well, I do think it's worthy of condemnation. I don't think that it's a, a, a criminal threat of violence or something right. like that. Right. But, um, yeah, I, so I guess what I'm saying is I would stick up for someone else's right to say that in a reverse political context. That's why I'm being a little bit careful here. I think he's wrong. I think he doesn't understand our system. I think he's doing a bad thing. But I, I, what I'm saying is I want to steer clear of legal consequences for Schumer. In the same way I've strived to uh, defend uh, borderline content from other people in the political sphere. I think actually having a legal penalty against him would be a step too far. Uh, and, and too chilling of speech, but we'll see. I know there was talk about getting some some censor, uh, censure effort in the Senate or per, potentially some formal uh, condemnation of what he has said. There is actually an effort people were calling for him to be removed or that he should resign and all these sorts of things. Those are, I mean, those are political issues themselves. Those are yeah. responding to his political pressure with political pressure. So go for it. I just don't want him criminally prosecuted. That's all. Agreed. But the uh, the rest of the um, abortion. So what was actually said here by Schumer, I think, is the least insane thing, <laughs> at least of the highlights at this abortion rally. And the, the top tier of the insanity at this abortion rally was uh, was something else. And I say pro-abortion rally not to malign the event or mischaracterize it. That's they were, totally what it was. They were literally cheering for abortion as soon as Chuck Schumer left the stage. Yeah. Uh, check this out. There's Chuck Schumer on the bottom Let's left leaving the stage. Schumer! Okay, so they're, they're just cheering abortion. <laughs> okay. Rashida Tlaib gets up there and says that Republicans and abortion opponents, whatever, they're all obsessed with controlling women's bodies, you know, the talking point. And so since they're so obsessed with controlling women's bodies, maybe they just shouldn't have sex with her or other women. I'm not even exactly sure what she means, but I can get on board with the idea of let's not have sex with Rashida Tlaib. You're so freaking obsessed with what I decide to do with my body. Maybe you shouldn't even want to have sex with me or with you or with any women. The power that we have over our bodies to push back and use that power and saying enough is enough. That's so stupid. What about the power of a woman's body to bear children? Yeah. Like everything is just about like men not wanting to fuck you. That's really what this is about. Men not wanting to have sex with you, Rashida Tlaib. I don't think the dudes are like busting down our door to like get into that poon. I really well, don't think so. And she says that as though it's like a consequence that pro-life people are unwilling to accept. Generally pro-life people I know, their perspective is you should not have sex if you do not accept the inherent risk of pregnancy, the inherent consequence of pregnancy. If you don't accept that, you should not consent to sex because that's a 
necessary consequence. So they would agree with what she's saying, but she's saying it as though, oh, you guys can't handle this, wave my finger, whatever. They don't say, okay, yeah, that sounds like what I've been saying. That sounds like what I've been advocating. I, what's this What's this actress's name? Boosie? Bus? I don't even know who she is. Busy? Buzz, busy. <laughs> busy. I guess I'll just read it like Boosie normal. Phillips. You heard it I, here. I, I, she's so rich and famous that I have no idea who she is or how to say her name. This what has she been so in? Upsetting. Um, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. So and other stuff. I don't know. Busy Phillips. She, she gets up there and she says, the only reason I'm rich and famous is because I had an abortion when I'm 15 and I'll never stop shrieking about it. Here I was, sitting in Los Angeles in my beautiful office. Soon I would be driving my hybrid car to my beautiful fucking home to kiss my two beautiful and healthy children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. And I have all of this, all of it, because I was allowed bodily autonomy at 15. I will never stop talking about my abortion or my periods or my experiences in childbirth, my episiotomies, my yeast infections, or my ovulation that lines up with the moon. <laughs> Sorry to headphone users. I tried to balance uh, that audio as good as I as well as I could. That's so sad. I mean, I don't think that women that be- that truly believe that there's nothing wrong with abortion uh, have to go around talking about how there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. That's the behavior of somebody surgery. that like knows the moral gravity of what they've done. Yeah. And so women that have had abortions and they ta- and they know that 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 what they've done is wrong. Like I, like Abby Johnson. Um, yeah. I have real. That is the name of of the Planned Parenthood. Unplanned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I she had two abortions, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. And now she she won't even advocate for any kind of birth control, like no no birth control. Mm. Um, but I have real respect for women like that because that must be so difficult to to reconcile with. Um, but this this is just like a cope. This, this is a, is a demonstration cult. of the sort of mental health and wellness that abortion creates for women. Look at the prosperity and the and the well being she's been able to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I can't uh, even find th- it. It's this, funny because this is so such a great this yeast infection nonsense. At the end, are you saying you wouldn't be rich and famous, busy Phillips, if you hadn't had your yeast infection? What's the connection? I don't understand why that follows from the abortion thing. I don't know. And then your ovulation cycle aligning with the moon—that's kind of crazy too. Uh, it's uh. first of all to her claims i doubt it's actually true like if you would have kept the kid that you would have a terrible life how do you know if you would have given the kid up for adoption that you'd have a terrible life how do you know we just don't know it's a counter it's a counterfactual we have no idea well also there's this understanding this that everybody generally accepts that things she have in her has in her life right now have worth it's like most people don't care about having a nice office, a hybrid car and living in Los Angeles. Like, well, she's I, got her family that she references too, but yeah, the point, yeah, but, but why wouldn't that family be allowed to exist without yeah, her? Previous, exactly. Her husband sounds like, uh, the kind of pussy that would marry a single mom. So <laughs> like staying at home for a year to take care of the kids while your wife works, that is the kind of dude that would 
be fine with a chick that well, had so a kid I don't want I don't want to condemn all of those family arrangements. Sometimes that's the circumstance. That's true. That, I need yeah. to stop condemning all single moms. I do because sometimes there are circumstances out of women's control. And sometimes you're too young and you just pick the wrong man, which is if you're, which is your fault. You know, but, ra- raising a kid in a two parent household. Good for you. You know, I think that's a good situation. But, but, you know, in this realm, we really focus on single motherhood a lot. And I hardly hear anything about responsibility of father absence. Uh, yeah. yeah. Their but, responsibility. Yeah. Even if you say that the prosperity she has, the fame and the riches are good. Um, Ill gotten prosperity is not worth celebrating i'm rich because i killed my kid that's essentially the the thing that she's saying there should i celebrate if i said i'm rich because i killed my neighbor should i celebrate if i said i'm rich because i stole some some guy's car sold it in the black market or something like that fame and riches um at all costs used to be a vice now it's a virtue or at least she insists it's a virtue she shrieks that it's a virtue yeah this is another episode in um, in my in my journey to uh, pro lifedom. Like I, I can't look at displays like this and have anything to do with this sort of people. And it's exactly because, like you said, with with people like Abby Johnson or even good-hearted, good-natured pro-choicers who recognize the moral implications of what's going on, we're so far beyond that now that these yeah. people don't believe there's any moral issue here at all. This is just a medical procedure, like getting a knee, a knee surgery and there's nothing bad that happened here at all. In fact, it's good. In fact, we're all here to cheer for each other because we did it. This is so far beyond the perspective that I used to have. I used to genuinely believe no one celebrates abortions, that it's a tragic choice that someone had to sad. be made, I mean, that someone had to make because of circumstance. Yeah. She's so hysterical because deep down, like she knows what she's done. Oh, yeah, I, I totally think that's a, a coping thing. Like, I'm going to jam a justification into my head so hard that uh, that I start to believe it, basically. The other thing about single motherhood, we also have to should recognize as a community that that is sometimes a necessary consequence of not having an abortion. I do agree that to the extent you're going to be pro-life, I think that it comes with an obligation to accept uh, so-called less than ideal family arrangements, you know what Ag- I mean? Agreed. Like, yeah. Obviously that creates a situation where kids are going to have to be adopted. Obviously that creates situations where kids are going to have to be put into places that might not be as great as being with their biological mom and their biological dad. Or where you're going to have mixed families. Like what do you yeah. do if you're a single mom and you had a kid at 15? Are you just not supposed to ever get married? Like when you're 25, if you meet a nice guy who gets over it, yeah. Are you just supposed to be like, no, because I don't want to have blended family? Like, absolutely get married in those situations. Yeah. Again, McKinnis talks about this all the time. He's like, if you find a good guy that will help you raise your child, you do that. Do it. Hmm. Well, speaking of threats from members of Congress, if that's what this is supposed to be, Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado on Friday morning tweeted a video daring Joe Biden and his new gun czar Beto O'Rourke to come to his office and take his AR-15. Check this out. I have a message for Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke. If you want to take everyone's AR-15 in America, why don't you swing by my office in Washington, D.C. and start with this one. Come and take it. Okay. And you can imagine what that sort of thing did to the Twitter blue checks. And that's kind of why I started mixing it up on Friday morning when I should have been getting more work done is because I just couldn't resist some of the, I saw AR 15 was trending. Did you anger someone? I'm like, Oh man, I got to go get in on this. 
So uh, Fred Gutenberg, and I, I want to preface this commentary appropriately. Fred Gutenberg, of course, lost his daughter in the Parkland shooting, which obviously I respect and everyone respects. We all respect that. However, but I do not appreciate how he seizes every opportunity to parade his daughter's death for yes, his politics. It does not give you an impervious cloak uh, from criticism. And we've talked about this before, like in the event of either of our untimely deaths, if my mom and dad used my untimely death to campaign their own stupid political, I'd be rolling over on my grave. I would haunt them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like you, you can't do stuff like that. You don't even know if that's what your daughter would want. Well, unfortunately, she she was gone far too soon. Obviously, she was a very young girl. I mean, yeah. she was in high school. So we, we don't know. But um, so, of course, I simp- I'll get into my uh, how I got into a little scuffle with or a back and forth with Fred momentarily. But that's the uh, that's the, the thing is we all look at situations like Fred's daughter and we think, God help me if something like that ever happens to me or anyone in my family or my community. I want to defend myself and defend my family and community to the best of my ability to reduce the likelihood that that happens. That's where we're all coming from. But Fred has to malign people who disagree with him. And so he posts on Twitter uh, responding to Ken Buck. "Uh, I wish I had seen this video yesterday when I was in D.C., I, I gladly would have come to your office. My daughter died from a single AR-15 bullet. You may find joy in that. I do not. He's saying this to you? No, he was saying that oh. to Ken Bach. I will gladly come back to DC to discuss your AR-15 and removing it for safe storage. Do not make threats of AR-15 violence. If you don't remember Fred Gutenberg, remember he got kicked out of the state of the union recently for interrupting. He tried to rush Brett Kavanaugh at his hearing and security had to remove him. Then he debated uh, Ted Cruz on guns at his office with the help of Alyssa Milano. And it still didn't go well. It was two on one. This is Fred stick. You can hear that in the Ted Cruz debate. My daughter died. And if you disagree with my political views, that means that you like that my daughter died and it means you're a bad person, which means you have to shut up and obey me. Do what I say. So I responded to Fred, again, not attacking the person, but I do think it's odd that you're, what you're looking at here is a situation where people are threatening to steal other people's property. Right. And you're saying that's not violence. But those people saying they will defend their property from you is violence. Okay. And I said to Fred, nobody finds joy in what happened to your daughter. We want to be able to, d- to defend against that sort of attack. Fred gets back to me and says, no, Matt, do not lie about what I said. I advocated not threatening someone with an AR-15 and having it safely locked up. So again, he's doubling down saying Ken Buck threatened people. Just because you think it's okay, he says this to me, just because you think it's okay to threaten people with AR-15s does not mean that I need to be okay with it. Oh, Lord. I don't understand why you have to constantly malign people who disagree with you. You are not entitled to control other people's property and claiming that you are is aggression. That's basically it. He he said, you lie. That's not maligning you. You're a liar. Okay. Well, thanks, Fred. How am I lying by responding to your tweet? People can go look at it and evaluate right in front of their own eyes. How is that a lie? Yeah. So anyway, the, the, 
Fred's um, Fred's perspective was repeated across left-wing media outlets like Daily Coast here. In bizarre tweet, Colorado Republican threatens Biden and Beto with an assault rifle in his hand. And one of the talking points is, oh, they all went crazy uh, going after Schumer for making a threat. But then they all say this is fine, that Ken Buck is fine. Well, first of all, <laughs> that's not technically, legally, an assault rifle in his hands. And not just because it's not an automatic weapon. It's not actually a weapon at all. It's not a firearm. It is, in fact, locked. You can see it on the trigger there. And it's it's not loaded. It's just a wall piece. There isn't even a bolt carrier in it. It's not an operational firearm. You cannot, you know, stick a cartridge in there and shoot it off. It's not going to happen. So there's that technicality. But second, it's not a threat, okay? We know it's, first of all, we know it's not a threat because the police are not investigating and Twitter, yeah. tw it's still up on Twitter, okay? Like there's the video still up on Twitter. It's so not a threat that even Jack Dorsey hasn't taken it down yet. But beyond that, just philosophically, saying if you, if you come to harm me or steal my property, I will defend myself against you. That's not a threat. The aggressor in that circumstance is the person saying, I'm coming to, to harm you or steal your property. This is what I was pointing out to Fred Gutenberg. Ken, Ken Buck, you, you may agree with, you may like his style, you may think it's too blunt, you may think it's cheesy, corny, whatever, but he's saying, leave me alone, not do what I say or else I'll harm you. Right. Ch Chuck Schumer is saying, do what I say or else I'll harm you. I will coerce you through consequences. That's the difference. It's not a difference of politics. I would say the exact same thing if the if the roles reversed and it was some GOP congressman uh, threatening the Supreme Court and it was Chuck Schumer saying, I'll defend myself with this butter knife because that's what we Democrats believe in. So it was frustrating to see people compare these things when I don't think they're comparable at all. To, to characterize this as a threat of violence when in fact it's it's a it's a commitment to self-defense is is really dishonest to me yeah dishonest i don't, I don't think they're doing it accidentally no 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 i think it's this is I a think deliberate the, mischaracterization they're they're obviously doing that i got into i just i was going ham talking to a lot of people on twitter going back and forth asking because a lot of people were saying stuff like well if the government decides that your ar is illegal then you have to uh, then you have to obey because government makes the rules so I'm picking their brain saying, well, if the government, if people vote to kill you, does that make it not murder? After all, the government makes the rules trying to flesh out their reasoning and having a little fun with it. But, um, but yeah, I, I just couldn't get people to come around to the idea. Well, I guess I could, I could sort of get at the reasoning, but ultimately it came down to a lot of people saying, uh, oh, this is just like, this is crass. This is poor taste. This is really, this is really tacky and fine. That's a fine maybe it kind of is. But, but that needs to be your argument. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I think it's, you know, I think it's a little cheesy, but I support Ken Buck's sentiment for sure. I don't care if you don't like the style. I care if you think the philosophy is sound. Yeah. And I think his philosophy is sound. So good for Ken Buck. <sighs> anyway, um, gosh, we still got Chris Matthews resigning. We got Jenks bad week. We got hoax. Hey, should we take another break? Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, tell me what exactly, oh, you know what? I don't even have the, the article up. So just, you'll just have to tell me what happened with Chris Matthews. And then I have the, so the video resigned, of his resignation. He, it, he alluded to like myriad allegations, but these Laura Bassett, who I was relatively unfamiliar with before, these allegations, uh, allegations, I, I can't even believe I'm using this term for just like quasi creepy old man shit. 
she wrote this huge piece for GQ. Um, and in it, she says, in 2016, right before I had to go on his show and talk about sexual al assault allegations against Trump, Matthews looked over at me in the makeup chair uh, next to him and said, why haven't I fallen in love with you yet? When I laughed nervously and said nothing, he followed up to the makeup artist. Keep putting makeup on her. I'll fall in love with her. Another time, he stood between me and the mirror and complimented the red dress I was wearing for the segment. He said, are you going out tonight? I said, I didn't know. He said, again, to the makeup artist, make sure you wipe this off her face after the show. We don't, we don't make her up so some guy at a bar can look at her like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, it, th this final thing is comments. It's not even physical aggression. No, if true, don't care. It's like women have lost the ability to like take... To, to kind of take these things lightly to play off an older man's sexual attraction to you. It's like, this is what you should want. And well, and a lot of them do ultimately. I'm not saying sure. it's always welcome. Don't get me wrong. No, but, but I, I would have this interaction with somebody and I would never think about it again. Or I wouldn't be like, I got sexually in, harassed. Today. In the back of your head, you enjoy the confirmation that you're appealing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I caught that guy's eye. I get yeah, it. Exactly. Guys are creepy. It's not oh, it's not every time that you're like, oh, wow, that was that was great. Just like any conversation in life, sometimes you're like, okay, that guy that guy sucked and he was weird. Yeah. But you have all kinds of conversations with people who suck and are weird, whether it's sexualized or not. Well, it doesn't matter and, if it's sexualized. If people want to stop uh, the sexual incentive between men and women, then our society ceases to exist. You can't. I mean, it's a biological imperative. And women especially can't do it while, you know, wearing makeup or wearing tight dresses. Like, if you really want men to stop sexualizing you, you better be dressing like you're fucking Amish. I don't Otherwise, have a picture of, uh, I don't have a picture of Miss Bissette I mean, up, but uh, she's kind of a hot slut. She's a little horse. You think so? I thought, eh. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I were drunk, maybe. <laughs> All right, before we get into more trouble, here's Chris Matthews abruptly resigning on Monday, I think. Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC, and obviously this isn't for lack of interest in politics. The younger generations out there are ready to take the reins. We see them in politics, in the media, and fighting for their causes. They are improving the workplace. We're talking here about better standards than we grew up with, fair standards compliments on a woman's appearance that some men including me might have once incorrectly thought were okay we're never okay. I'm old. not then and certainly not today and for making such comments in the past i'm sorry but they're not even the comments aren't even from today they're four years old right they, also they, who cares if he said this yesterday i don't think he should be resigning like some dude has to hang up his entire career because he told a much younger woman that she's a hot piece of ass I think Seriously? he probably just he, he's they've been going after him for several things rec uh, recently. MSNBC probably was pissed off about this. My guess is it's combination of like him just being old and not giving a shit and MSNBC pushing him out. And they just were like, eh, and I'm done. That Screw sucks. This, dude. That's weak. That's weak. Well, um, Bill Maher agrees in uh, you know, Bill Maher has his moments of sanity. And that's why I never turn my back on him fully, even though it's tougher and tougher to watch his show in the Trump era. But Bill Maher said much the same thing. Like, are we really going to go after a guy because he flirted with some chick for like two seconds? Speaking of getting shit canned, a friend of mine lost his job this week. Chris Matthews wanted to give him a shout out. And I think this cancel culture is a cancer 
on progressivism. First, he made an analogy. I was reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940, and the general calls up Churchill and says, it's over. And Churchill says, how can it be? You've got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? Obviously, he's a Nazi, but he apologized for that, so I hope the victims got some closure. He mistook Jamie Harrison, who we've had on the show, for Senator Tim Scott. They're both African-Americans. He thought one was the other, so plainly he's a Klansman. And then his final thing was, yes, he said some things that are kind of creepy to women. I, you know, I just, it's, you know, guys are married for a million years. They want to flirt for two seconds. She's in makeup. He said, why haven't I fallen in love with you yet? Yes, it is creepy. But she said, I was afraid to name him at the time for fear of retaliation. I'm not afraid anymore. Thank you, Rosa Parks. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I guess my question is, do you understand why Democrats lose? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is why you I lose. I can't disagree with him there. 100%. And, uh, but he's getting headlines like this on the Daily Beast. Bill Maher goes full sexist, defends Chris Matthews, and mocks his sexual harassment accuser. It was a truly ugly, outrageously sexist display. From the real-time host, Huffington Post headline, 80s comedy relic Bill Maher go goes on sexist rant. In support of Chris Matthews, uh, Matthews' accuser, Laura Bassett, or I don't know how to say her name, Bassett, Bassett, whatever, she uh, tweeted this response to Bill. Hey, Bill Maher, how's this for fragile? Fuck you. I would call that both fragile and uncreative, actually. Yeah. That was really lame. She's at uh, some here's an coffee house like, I'm so fucking clever. There's the horse face for your evaluation. If you, <laughs> in case you were curious, uh, anyway, just a so, solid six and a half, six, uh, seven. Is she worth your career? If you're Chris Matthews? No, but this is bullshit. I mean, we can't be doing something like this. People do, do Democrats just want people to never bang again? Well, it wouldn't be the only context in which they want to totally revise fundamental human nature. They think that they can perfect humans in all contexts, economic, sexual, whatever. They think that people are malleable and they don't think that they're biological creatures with biological imperatives. More important, is this what women want? Do you guys really, as a fat pregnant lady, I can tell you that there will come a time when you will not get hit on anymore. And you'll miss and, it probably. And you'll miss it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think that women want this. I think that they, like, they're demanding that men like go a little, like a little bit, but like not, not too far, but this is an impossible line to draw. That's different for every woman. We can't expect men to abide by this. It's like, don't yeah. touch women without their consent and pretty much say whatever you think that you need to, to get into their pants. Like it's how it's always been. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, well, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be very difficult to raise both boys and girls in this climate to raise them to have healthy understandings and healthy expectations uh, in gender dynamics, especially when gender is not a thing. It's all a social construct. People can't say certain things to each other ever totally destroyed the natural sexual chemistry between men and women and thus the fundamentals of healthy society. Can I'm not looking forward to how right this now? plays out. Oh, it, it was bad enough when I was trying and it's not getting better. So like you just and constantly it, have to interact with women that are beneath you and then act like you're interested in their stupid careers as marketing agents or whatever the fuck. And well, then you can't even bang them. 
What, like, what's there, the point? Why? There's why such an irony. You know, you you treat men to be so reserved, and that's I, I sort of had this experience in my early twenties. I I wanted I respected women so much that I just I didn't take advantage of certain opportunities. Yeah. When they presented themselves, and that left me being unhappy because I couldn't secure what I wanted. By extension, but are rates of domestic abuse going down? No. <laughs> so women are still yeah. choosing these aggressive men that are like kicking the crap out of them and stuff, and they're like, or, or, I don't know how or this lesbians. happened. lesbians. Don't forget the lesbians. They, they're, though they're not real. But though. but that's the irony is in such a circumstance, I'm upset with myself because I didn't take an advantage of an opportunity that presented itself. Odds are several of those young women are upset too because maybe they were interested. I didn't make the move because I'm too reserved. They feel like that's an opportunity lost because, like you said, they like being appreciated. And if someone just holds back and doesn't appreciate them, you, you know, you walk away feeling unsatisfied and then you're like, well, shit, is there something wrong with me? Why doesn't he like me? Uh, yeah, women want to be, they want to say like, no, no, no. But really they mean, yes, they want you to pursue them. Not relentlessly, but like, it is you know, the most difficult game to navigate. And people act like that's such an offensive observation. Oh no, never means yes or whatever. But the reality is sometimes it does. No, not rape, not rape. I'm saying just women like the chase. Women like to be pursued. Yeah. Have you seen Wayne's world? Uh, yeah. Yes. Probably like a TV rerun. Oh, well he's like, they want you to come and get them. That's what they want. <laughs> and it's totally true. It's like that women, is women want to be pursued by a man. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Um, we can't have it both ways, guys. Like, like we're going to have careers, but then still demand that men are, are gentlemen. And then they, they, we can say whatever we want to them, but they still have to respect all of our boundaries. And then they, they can't approach us sexually, but like, we're like, where are all the good men? It, it, like, no, this is not how it's going to work. Things need to go back to the way they were. They were way less confusing. I want a dowry. <laughs> yeah. Well. Marry my daughter off for two goats. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, arranged marriages. Maybe that's a little too far in that direction, but it might be better than the status quo. <laughs> I know. I've never understood arranged marriage more than I have in the last, like, five <laughs> to ten years. Like, now I'm, considering uh, it. You haven't seen Black Mirror, have you? Probably not. Uh, I, I saw the one episode where you could... Isn't isn't that the show with the one episode where you could choose your path? Yeah, I didn't see that. But there's this one episode yeah. um, where it's like futuristic Tinder culture, but you have this, like, uh, this dating coach in a little box, and she sets you up with somebody and then tells you how long your relationship is going to last. And so... Hmm. Some of the some of the relationships are like twelve hours. So there's this one chick who's just like banging all these dudes, and I'm like, this is basically what what we have going on. It's just <laughs> yeah. like this. Like we have destroyed yeah. gender relations because nobody knows what they want or how they should behave anymore. And it's because of crap like this. Well, you know what else arranged marriage would fix is uh, debacles like Katie Hill. We wouldn't see that kind of crap. Katie Hill, yeah. I'm, I'm using this as a transition to get to Jenk because Jenk, of course, was running to was replace Katie Hill. Katie Hill, you'll recall, resigned because of her thruple situation from her seat as a congresswoman for a, a Southern California district. But there's one little bit of news in the Katie Hill saga before we get to Jenk's attempted replacement. And that is that one of the journalists who defended Katie Hill Failed to disclose that he was dating her, according to this free beacon. He was, he was banging her. He was banging Katie her. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Playboy correspondent 
uh, Washington, D.C. correspondent Alex Thomas. He had written a defense of Katie Hill that Playboy never actually published, but it was published in his own personal newsletter. Both the newsletter and the tweets in defense of Hill have since been deleted. So that's an interesting wrinkle in the story. But of course, uh, the effort to replace Katie Hill is on. Jenk was running for that seat, California's 25th. And uh, he got 6% at the end of the day. Just under 5,700 votes, or right about 5,700 votes. Uh, womp womp for Jenk running for Congress. That has ended. I don't know if he'll try again someday, but for now it's over. You'll recall that Jenk was endorsed by Bernie for about two seconds until all the woke scolds reminded Bernie that Jenk is a sexist pig. And then Bernie unendorsed. Uh, but regardless, Jenk is still on Team Bernie. He's a Bernie bro, and he didn't take kindly to the rest of Super Tuesday's results either and what he sees as unfair media treatment for Bernie. Here's his rant about um, how, how Bernie got screwed by the media and the DNC. We thought it was almost over. Bernie was going to win. Now it's not over. Now we're in a tie, and now we got absolute dig-in warfare against the establishment. But we didn't start the war. They'll lie about it again. We didn't start the war, they started the war. They've been lying about Bernie Sanders, for God's sake, on Castro, I could give you a thousand examples. Bernie Sanders said the same exact thing as Obama. Everyone on TV is lying like, oh my God, what an outrageous thing Bernie Sanders said. Obama said the same thing, no, get, shut up, don't cover it, don't cover it, don't cover it. Obama said the same thing. Is Obama pro Fidel Castro? Same exact thing. God damn it, tell the truth. God damn it, tell the truth. If you're not going to do it, we're going to do it, okay? And so you want to go to war? We'll go to war. And that is what this is. We cannot let Biden win. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, isn't it? I guess. Yikes. Rub on the Crisco for Jenk. It's, uh, it's getting sweaty. I mean, yeah, he's right about some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the, the lame defense of like, well, Obama said the same thing about Castro. Okay, but if Trump goes out and drones a U.S. citizen tomorrow, I'm not going to go, oh, Obama did it, it's fine. No, yeah, but no, as that's far bad. as people not levying criticism to Obama and acting like he's some kind of prophet on earth. Um, I just don't do, know they, why they, it's... They endow if, him with just these miraculous abilities and then to, have are totally revisionist historians about his presidency. So I, I in that way, I that. agree with Tank, yeah. I agree with that, but I also don't think that Obama saying it is absolutely necessary context to Bernie Sanders' commentary. Bernie has been asked repeatedly, do you think Fidel Castro is good or bad? And he just whoa, goes whoa, to whoa. My, pro my literacy program. Mm -hmm. So, Which is irrelevant and untrue, <laughs> surely. And I don't care what Obama said. If Obama yeah. said the same thing, guess what? Also bad. It's not as though I, I don't follow the reasoning that, oh, Obama said it, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe to your point, that's what media think, but that's certainly not what I think. Mm. Anyway, um, that was not Jenks only meltdown of the week. This one I think is much worse. That one's just about politics. Who cares? He can have his opinion. Apparently over the weekend, Jenks flight was delayed and uh, that pissed him off too. I'm not sure which airport this is, but it was apparently streamed or posted to one of Jenks social media accounts. His flight was delayed, so he starts filming himself berating airline employees. We've been here three hours, uh, and American Airlines sucks. Uh, they decided, for whatever reason, to screw everybody on this flight. It just frustrates me that some industries just get to screw you over and go, nah, 
You got to fly at some point, right? <laughs> is the flight coming? Supervisor, is the flight coming? Supervisor, you at least got to be honest. Is there a flight? You're a supervisor, aren't you? Where's the plane? Sorry, I'm not going to answer your question. No, I know because I've been here for four hours. Don't give me this. Where's the plane? Here, I got a question for you. When did you make the decision that we weren't going to have a plane? When did you make that decision? Who made the decision? Who made the decision that we weren't... It's funny to you, right? It's not funny to us. Well, who is it then? That's what I'm asking. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Flight 204, your plane is already on its way from the hangar. No, 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 but they, they told us that four hours ago. Is it actually coming? Is it actually coming? Because I literally heard it was coming from the hangar three hours ago. I literally heard that. I'm hearing that this is very old footage. Oh, okay. That would explain the lack of... It's circulating right now. It is circulating. This is the first. This week was the first time I've seen this, but apparently this is several years old, according to the live. Oh, live. dang it. Well, it's still funny. And it's still funny. I mean, okay. Because... I, I can see both sides of this because hmm. there's nothing more frustrating than having paid for an incredibly overpriced ticket because it's basically a monopoly and you have to pay what you have to pay. Um, But these people are clearly not responsible for this. This is just some like minimum wage worker who's like, I fucking hate my job. I have no control over what's going on here. Yeah, that's the irony is these self-professed heroes of the working man are actually the biggest jackasses to the working man. Yeah. So, um, yes, this is circulating through Ezra Levant and others right now. So my mistake, I thought it was from this weekend. Oh, he looked way thinner, didn't you see him? I I, I suppose he did. Uh, We'll see if we can get an exact date on that anyway uh we got to move into hoax hate we're running out of time so yeah. before we actually get into hoax hate there is an update to the actual hate from last week out of san francisco you will remember that uh that there was that elderly asian man collecting cans on the streets of san francisco and he was attacked by a guy who beat him with his can grabbing thing and another guy who filmed it. And at the time we were told that the guy who filmed it was going to get hate crimes charges. Mm -hmm. And they were still looking for the guy who had attacked him. The, the guy who attacked him did turn himself into San Francisco police on Sunday. He's been booked on two counts of robbery and two counts of elder abuse. Police say he robbed the same victim two months prior. So this is apparently ongoing, but in an update straight out of San Francisco should have predicted this because of course we had at least appreciated the equal application of the hate crimes law. Well, that's not going to be the case because for the guy who filmed it, at least those charges are being dropped. Uh, Instead, the DA will pursue what's called restorative justice. Restorative justice. What the fuck does that mean? Seeks to rehabilitate offenders through reconciliation with victims Uh, reconciliation with victims over punishment. So if restorative justice doesn't work, the DA says he will still have the option of filing criminal charges. So basically this is probation without an actual charge is what we're looking at, Uh, or like a deferred sentence, but without an actual charge. So uh, yeah, don't, don't go to San Francisco looking for justice. I've also seen footage out of San Francisco recently of entire stores being looted because of course they don't prosecute theft under a thousand dollars now. So take your pillowcase to the makeup store and just grab as much as you can, as long as it's only worth 950 bucks. San Francisco, continues to get worse before it gets better. And another odd possible hoax hate twist to the story of the Milwaukee 
uh, Coors Brewery, Molson Coors Brewery shooting we discussed last week. Remember, five people were killed in that shooting until the shooter uh, killed himself as well. Nobody cares because it's a black guy and that doesn't fit the da- the, yeah. uh, the narrative. So we've moved on from this story. It means nothing. You won't hear anything <laughs> about it. But according to reports, there was a noose placed on his locker at work. Uh, the 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 guy, the shooter, there was a noose placed on the shooter's locker at work in 2015 who placed it. It was never solved. We don't know. So maybe he hoaxed it or maybe it was legit, but whatever the case, remember that guy had worked at the same spot for like 10 years or however many years, 17 years. Yeah. Long time. Um, apparently someone, maybe himself, maybe someone else put a new, a noose on his locker. We'll have to see if any information about that ever comes out, but I doubt it. Anyway, we have plenty of actual uh, confirmed hoax hate to get to this week as well. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Well, in Philadelphia, racist graffiti was found on a mural of civil rights icon Cecil B. Moore. Reports I've seen don't even say what the racist um, or what was racist about the vandalism. They just say that it was a, a racial slur. So we don't know specifically, but one can speculate. Civil rights icon, racial slur, you fill in the blanks. But surveillance footage revealed the suspect. Police have now released those images in search of this suspect. Shock of shocks, he is a Black male, age 25 to 35. So the Nazis are not out in full force in in North Philadelphia. Pretty weird case out of Johnson City, Tennessee. The the sidewalk, at least. This looks like, um, I don't know, Rachel Dolezal after a really rough bender. Something like that. Or actually black Rachel Dolezal, who's done her fair share of crack. Something like that. Police uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee, have arrested 41-year-old Mahogany Teague, who <laughs> they, you, you, you find Mahogany to be a funny name? Uh, no, that's a totally normal name for an ethnically ambiguous person or somebody Here's, with no racial background. two mugshots, both of which are rather unkind. But they say, police say she vandalized a DC fitness, a, a gym in town. This business is called DC Fitness. She reportedly used a rock to carve white pride into the sidewalk at the business. Uh, as her hilarious uh, mug shots show, she is certainly not a member of any white pride groups, or at least not any conventional ones. Maybe some reform Nazi groups. I don't know. This, uh, the business owner is black, and he found the vandalism on Monday morning. He was originally disheartened, but no word on whether he was in fact part of the act or if he has any relationship to miss teague Yikes. but i suspect he i he may have some involvement i don't want to be too accusatory i will sure say she's that black i don't know she's not white um, my first thought was wow rosie perez looks like shit she's definitely not white yeah. but uh yeah take your pick i don't know it's like tiger woods could be could be any of them just check all the boxes there is a GoFundMe up for the DC fitness owner guy uh, asking for $1,500 to fix this rock carved sidewalk of his. And it's almost reached its goal actually. But the other thing about this, I don't know if I have the article in front of me, but 
the uh, the surveillance footage at his gym just happened not to catch this particular act. He does have a surveillance setup, including outside surveillance, but that camera just happened to miss this particular one for some reason. It's a little odd, but I don't have enough to accuse the the gym owner of being in on the hoax. But at the same time, why would this lady do this? So there's got to be some reason she did it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, attention or try to draw interest to her cause. But why would she pick that gym? Why not victimize herself in the hoax? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, a mixed race couple in Cedarburg, Wisconsin claims to have received a mean letter in the mail this week. Here's what that looks like. Big show of support for this town of Cedarburg family tonight, a day after they got a letter telling them to move to the ghetto. We stand by love. Cedarburg is fighting back. There's no place for hate. And standing up for a local family. Honestly, we, we know these things happen, but it was it was shock. Shannon Lilly is white, and her fiancé, Devin Harris, is, is black. Gay. Oh. They have two kids. <laughs> And Wednesday, they got this letter in the mail addressed to the scums. Inside is a note, most of which we can't show on TV. But it says in part, no one wants you infecting this area and move to the ghetto scum. You look around like, who's watching us? We're in the, we're in the town. We're, we're in the country. Shannon posted the letter on Facebook. It went viral with hundreds of comments and shares. I was really shocked when I first saw the Facebook post, and I thought... I need to do something for this family. That something is this rally supporting Shannon and her family. Seeing a large crowd like this was really inspirational. As for the letter, that's been turned over to the Ozaki County Sheriff's Department. They say they are investigating. Mm-hmm. I would call this hoax hate, but I sent that letter. So. Oh, well, at least we have some uh, some answers then. Where is Cedarburg? I looked up a little bit about this city. It's suburban Milwaukee. It's like northern Milwaukee. Yeah, there are definitely no black people in Milwaukee. Uh, uh, well, this, to be fair, Cedarburg is 96% white. Cedar, Cedarburg is a very affluent suburb of Milwaukee. I mean, it typed is, is the real thing. You, you think that's more suspicious? That's hell, This is all hella suspicious. Nobody gives a shit about this couple. Well... Cedarburg is one of the 50 richest cities in Wisconsin. It was ranked in 2019 as the safest city in Wisconsin and is ranked among the best schools in the state as well. I do what speculate. What did you say? What, what percentage? Why does it? 96. Oh, unrelated, surely. Okay, Miss Spicy. <laughs> I'm sorry for drawing totally natural conclusions about statistics and crime and schools well, and quality of schools. What do you want from me? It's very, it's a very well-to-do place and there's not a lot of crime, certainly. How, whatever you attribute as causal, that there's not a lot of bad things going on in Cedarburg. You know what pisses me off about this? These people were probably totally accepted into this community. They have a high quality of life where they don't have to worry about crime. And then they just have to shit all over it to try to get attention, even though the people of this community have probably been fine to them. Yeah, and that's the my scums, suspicion on this is scums. is this well-to-do white chick looking to virtue signal, of course. If you look at the chick's original Facebook post, she says they've lived in Cedarburg for seven years, but they've recently moved into this home. And she she talks in the post about how everyone in this community has been so nice to her and it's been so great to meet everyone and, and have everyone enter her life and all this. I'm going to speculate this was because in all fairness, I've not seen a GoFundMe for this. It doesn't appear that there's fundraising attempts, but this seems like a weird, twisted hoax, hate housewarming. 
something to that effect. Like she just wanted a social entry into the neighborhood for everyone to get to meet her and get to celebrate her and give her a grand entrance. And so she's like, did everybody see that my husband's black and gay? Look at my gay black husband. Everybody look, (laughs) look, look at our mixed race children. Everybody look. Behold, now we can all be neighbors and you can remember us as the victim family next door that you have to watch There's out for no and way. protect with extra and special she's attention. Slandering all these nice people in this safe community that left her alone and, you know, and didn't bug her. It's just such a bullshit thing to do. Like, do you really want to live in the inner city of Milwaukee? You'd have to ask her. You have to ask her why she selects Cedarburg. Why she select this um, very nice home? Whatever. Fine. I mean, the points in their column, I couldn't find a GoFundMe on either of them. The other thing I'll say, though, is like, what what would you need to raise funds for? Like, what harm has been done? And why are the police investigating? If true, why are the police investigating? This is a letter in the mail that says you suck. Yeah. That's it. If I got a letter in the mail that says I suck, which, I mean, there are some in the post office box or just weird stuff sometimes. Really? Or like, remember the, the whole monkey lungs ordeal where there were like, comedic threats sent my way or whatever do but people like, really send us stuff that says that we suck rarely a handwritten letter that's not a common occurrence but certainly emails mm. and i've received oh, yeah. weird i've received weird mail from time to time no doubt but if it's just whether it's email or physical if it's just an email that says you suck why is that a police matter yeah. or if it's an email that says you suck on account of your race which I'm sure I'll say that and a handful of people will email me tonight and all it'll people say tell is you, you, you suck on account of your race. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll alert the Bozeman police. Please investigate this. Find out who thinks I suck on account of my race. Yeah, if true, who cares? Uh, if true, not a police matter. But apparently the police in Cedarburg have so little to worry about that this you suck letter is uh, being investigated. Anyway, we'll call it a show. Oh, wow. I cannot believe I was looking at the show. I'm like, is this going to be a three hour long show? I hurried through it. Um, as you can tell, I hurry or I, I had so much to put into this show. I missed the context of the Jenk clip. So, you know, that's watching Jenk berate those people actually gave me a craving for Indian food. Isn't that weird? I don't even <laughs> think there was an Indian person in there. Uh, I don't recall seeing one. No. Why is that? Do we have any psychologists? Weird pregnant cravings, I would so say. So I just ordered some. It's going to be delicious. Um, well, then we better hurry. Uh, okay, sweet. Um, all right, Derek Finley. Uh, whenever I watch the Gavin Holt confrontation, I can't help but paint my walls white. Gross. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, it's, it's a very satisfying clip, no doubt. There was an Indian man in that clip. Hmm. The supervisor was Indian. Oh my God. Did I just get an Indian food craving watching an Indian man being yelled well, at? Now, here, I'll, I'll go see if I can find an image of him. Uh, Mitchell continue. Parker currently watching live a big donation. Oh, well, thanks. Oh, is there? S- sorry. I'm just uh, ignore my sound here while I look the guy at the see. desk. Um, big donation currently watching live with my new fiance proposal went great this week and she said yes can't watch the whole show but we wanted to support our favorite youtube podcast do it one of the reasons i love this woman is her great taste in politics i mean podcast congratulations ah, that's so sweet yes congrats that's good to hear i'm glad to hear that it was successful and congratulations to you guys uh oh. i can't tell from the clip here is that an indian guy i can't totally tell. maybe well i thank you for my tikka masala sir <laughs> 
Why Avier says, Maddie, my lad, I missed you on Lone Peak this week, but the conditions were solid. Blonde, a fat butt is not a flaw. It's not just my ass. I'm not one of these like cute Asian women that like you see walking and you're and she turns to the side and you're like, oh, I had no idea you're pregnant. It's like I'm just fat all <laughs> just fat. It's gross. Oh, I've already received one email saying I suck on account of my snow ape race. You are time you to alert silly the police. Scando, you filthy. Mr. Scum, the scums, <laughs> scum yeah. Christensen, yeah. Titus Muller, a uh, Trek talk advice. Sir Pat and co should have followed. Don't sacrifice the permanent on the altar of the immediate. They're leveraging everything that made them household names to oppose Trump and Brexit. Um, exaggerated problems. That'll pass. Hmm. Um, Richard Enormous says, God bless thick Latinas. Is that uh, in reference to you or is that in reference to someone else? It can't possibly be in reference to me. You are a thick Asian. You are a thick Chinese woman. Uh, a thick yes. ping. Thick ping is the name that I use in my prostitution on Craigslist or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or backdoor. Is that what the people of prostitutes use? Is that a website? I've never heard of that. Ugh. I don't, sounds gross. I don't actually know. Thick ping. Um, Mark Allen, I own the Trump uh, popular vote.com. I do not have the experience or expertise to do anything with the site. I do believe it's a great idea to crush the popular vote. Cool. Well, there you go. If you want to pick up the website. Back page, not backdoor. <laughs> gotcha. That's, no, All backdoor right. ping. That's no good. Um, Sam <laughs> Bowler says, why does a vegan diet make someone a pussy IRL? Is there no strength and restraint? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call a vegan diet like a, a an expression of somebody's restraint i can't remember did you say that earlier or what was the context i mean i associate veganism in men with personality weakness don't tell vegan gains that i saw the debate with pretty. with lauren chen a year or so ago good lord he's gonna come for you um no, I think that uh, we need meat. I do understand there's some ethical implications with eating meat. I wish we didn't have to eat meat, but it's necessary for a healthy diet. We do have carnivorous teeth and watching a man eat only vegetables and no dairy just makes me think that he's lost his hunter gene and it makes hmm. me think that he's just a gross pussy. All right. I stand by what I said. All right, fair enough. C2K, for International Women's Day, I cooked my daughter a lovely three-course meal, then cut the plug off the dishwasher and told her to do the dishes. Wow. Things need to be earned. Nothing's free in this world. <laughs> wow. Good for you. That's, sounds like good upbringing. Zoom gadget. Vitamin D is the most important vitamin for immune death, for hmm. immune deficiency, for immune. I don't know. So it's not even specific to coronavirus or the flu or anything. It's just general wellness. General immunity is associated with vitamin D. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Fat Hooligan, 10 bucks because that Gavin clip alone is worth the price of admission. Love you guys. We love you too. Well, the credit goes to Gavin, man. Uh, get in touch. So send send Gavin uh, a message or get in touch with Gavin and say thank you. I actually should. I've not done that. So I should figure funny. out how to message him and say, "Well done, good sir." I know. Thank you for pulling me out of a never-ending deep hole of depression. I actually was going to say I've not seen you that enthusiastic <laughs> about anything on the internet, at least for months. months. Yeah. <laughs> It was so great. So, yeah. Uh, Lazarus Rex, you should check out the movie. Yes, Matt, a movie Contagion with Matt Damon came out a few years ago. Surprisingly prescient, prescient considering COVID-19. It's huh. a good look at how a pandemic could play out and really unsettling. Um, 
Sounds interesting, but it is a movie, so I'll probably never see it. But I appreciate it. I will keep it on the short list. Sir Garforth, half the anti-2A nuts think the Constitution is outdated because it was written when we all had single-shot muskets. And pistols in the other half want us to return to those same guns. Well, even that is like a so-called moderate position. Soon the moderate position will be, okay, it's not no guns allowed. It's just um, it's just muskets or other single-shot type firearms. That's it. That's the moderate position. But, of course, I look forward to, I know it's the cliche argument, but it's true. I look forward to all of these arguments done by Quill and Inc. I want them delivered to me through Carrier Pigeon because I do not accept that the First Amendment protects Internet communication. It does not. We're going back to the only technology that existed at the time of the founders. Yeah, the founders didn't have any idea that there were going to be technological advancements. They witnessed no technological advancements in and their they also, lives. They also said that your natural rights are definitely subject to and the product of technological advancement. That's it what they depend that on. That's the what they depend on. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Ivey, did you guys see Sargon's video making fun of Bloomberg and then all the leftist spurs online thinking yeah. it was he was endorsing him? Yeah, it was basically a, a sarcastic, a sarcastic video. And even maybe there was an element of, of sincerity in it only in so far as like you and I have actually m- on a momentary basis empathized with Bloomberg because of how ridiculous some of the attacks on him were. But at no point, did, at no point did anyone say I support Bloomberg sincerely. And Sargon was doing something even beyond that. It was sort of like a satirical, sarcastic appreciation of Bloomberg, like trying to make Bloomberg a meme. Or make Bloomberg cool or make Bloomberg bros. But of course, people just look at the a video thumbnail or a video description. And then comment on it. And yeah. think they know what it is and then get outraged. He also said, also, she won head slowly vanishing sanity as she realizes people hate Bernie. Does she like Bernie? I don't I, know. I thought she was pretty firm, pretty firmly in the Bernie camp, but I don't I don't follow Shu closely, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, somebody let me know in the live chat. Uh, Grimter, vitamin D in small amounts daily and seven to eight hours regular sleep nightly both help immunity immensely. Mm. Data from South Korea shows that the mortality rate is actually less than 1%. Big props to Karen Strawn in the chat for speaking out for men's rights. Karen Strawn is oh, the well. OG. We love Karen. Well, thank you, Karen. And as always, infinite, indefinite, open invitation to have you on the show. Yeah, Karen. We've only been inviting you on the show for like three years. <laughs> you know, she comments on our show like every She week. just wants to troll the chat. That's fine. I'm totally, I'm but totally fine with that. she must like our show because she watches it all the time. But that doesn't she mean that she... She even watches the call-in show. But that's dedication, if yeah. that's true. Yeah. She, um, she doesn't have an obligation to come on the show, though. So I don't want to come off that way. She definitely has an obligation no, I... <laughs> to come on the show. Karen, you are obligated. No. We own your time. Yeah. And you have to come on the show. Karen Strawn, as I recall, was one of the original people that helped you get your start too, like Gavin she and did. her. Yeah. She wrote me a very thoughtful email and I really appreciated it. Uh, I love Karen. Achilles says, Matt and Blonde, longtime listener, first time donor. Matt, what is a good open carry self-defense gun? Can I get for, can I get it for a first timer? Uh, if you're open carrying, that would change. I don't open carry personally. If you're open carrying, you're limited by pretty much nothing. You can just decide what you want to carry based on comfort alone. But I would say that, um, there is no universe. I've found this out the hard way myself by buying firearms for what I thought were carry purposes or other purposes that don't end up working out that way. Ultimately, there are two considerations. Number one, what can you land a shot with? Don't let anyone tell you that this caliber is a must use or that caliber is a must use. You need to be a reliable, consistent, 
uh, good shot with whatever it is that you're using as your primary defense weapon. So that's consideration number one. Go to a range, test out a bunch of stuff, figure out what you have better results with than others. And then secondarily, what's comfortable for you. So if you're going to open carry, your options are probably broadened. If you're going to concealed carry, you're going to want something that's comfortable to carry in the style that you want to carry it. Um, I don't like to talk about how I carry too much because uh, I just don't I just don't want that publicly known in case somebody ever tried to victimize me in that way. But take out but, your scando ass. <laughs> just I just don't want it publicly known that hey Matt carries a firearm right here in this spot. So he uses just, a dick holster, everybody. Although the although I'm not very good at it because the police busted me for carrying for concealed <laughs> carrying over the summer and like that that's when I joined Black Lives Matter. Not busted me. <laughs> I was legally carrying. I did not get in any trouble at all because I was legally carrying, but I was stopped by a cop. Uh, on the on the sidewalks, on the rough streets of Bozeman, Montana. Mm. But it, yeah, so figure out what you shoot well and then figure out what's comfortable to carry in your st- preferred carry style. Those are your considerations. And I would say just go to a range uh, that has a lot of rental options. If you have that available to you, just go there and test out a bunch of stuff and figure out what works for you in those contexts. Jim, and don't, calm. don't buy before you test. That's the last thing I'll say. Made okay. that mistake. Don't buy a gun. Cause you think it looks cool yeah. or cause you want this style. Or like you like this color. You have or been talking for a long I know. time. I, I obviously have thoughts about how I handled this when I first got into it. Okay. Jim Keats. Done. Calling it now, broker convention. Joe gets a super delegates. Hillary is VP. Bernie gets a spine. Flips off DNC. Runs third party. Warren is VP. Trump wins forty eight states. California. Well, yeah, they'd have no chance help. in that situation. I can't believe they would do that because it'd be mutually assured destruction. Yeah. For the Democrats, that is the two factions. Newt says, "Blonde, my nephew was born about three weeks ago. My sister is absolutely in love with her son. You have a lot to look forward to. That's true. I'm really excited. Congratulations." Uh, capitalism for the win. It looks like my Operation Chaos vote for Joe 303303000 was successful in Tennessee. Also, West Good. Tennessee fans, we should totally do a meetup. Yes, you guys should. Vernon Marquez, this election cycle has been so crazy. I wouldn't be surprised to see Joe win the nomination only to drop out two months before the vote due to health reasons like a stroke or something. Prediction for VP <laughs> pick. Oh, I don't know. Klobuchar. I'm I'm actually going to speculate that that slip was not uh, was based on something. Let's put it that yeah. way. It's not a total uh, accident that has no connection to reality. I'm going to speculate that Klobuchar has been chosen. Be inter- interesting pick. They're really going for that like sensible moderate alternative, which I think is the smart play. If I'm the de- if I'm the Democrats, that's the play I want. So it could be. Chris Hogan, what's the over-under on the balloon going up uh, if the 2020 president is Biden with his Beto guns are? Also, who's Biden's VP? Also, blonde looking better every week. Hang in there, baby. Wow, <laughs> thanks for the lie. Uh, Biden's VP, we just answered. Klobuchar, uh, I mean, uh, the balloon going up if 2020 president is Biden. With is, that, uh, is that some sort of uh, igloo reference that I'm not keen on? Is that what I don't know. I was at? hoping you knew, and then I was going to act like I I, I don't know that reference, but I think that's... What, is it time to put on your Hawaiian shirts? Is that what he's asking? Uh, well, as I've said all along... <laughs> If the gun confiscation has to happen, please make Beto do the confiscation personally. And mm-hmm. if Beto's personally, if anyone's personally doing the confiscating, uh, if anyone is actually kicking down doors, I think that's Hawaiian shirt time. Yeah. Yeah. Come at me, Slenderman. 
Freddie Sauce says, in the intros to your shows, you have Bill O'Reilly clip to, to just do it, do it live. No, that was um, Martin or but that was a, it's the Stewie from Family Guy recreation. But I shifted out all the time. I just oh, saw, okay. I put one or the other in. Yeah. Sometimes it's the actual audio. Sometimes it's the Stewie Griffin parodies or yeah. random or person. I was thinking it was the stop the hammering, Lauren Sodal. I I legit just like alternate them. I <laughs> I don't. It's not always, I don't always go one after the other, but mostly I just alternate them. I'm pretty formulaic with my intros these days, you know? I feel like I do need some new sounders. Some of their sounders have probably run their courses. And honestly, I think the show's bass intro is a little outdated. It's a lot of 2016 stuff in there. But I just don't know that I can make a better one. And of course, people are so resistant to change that if I did, mm-hmm. there would be outrage yeah, so, do you remember that month you had a white background? Yeah, that caused outrage. There was... Um, People deleted there, their money. They were so oh mad my, about that. I didn't notice it. I don't think there was a drop in revenue. So maybe Oh, like I saw guy. people in a live chat like, I'm done with this show. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, you change anything. There's always that grumpy person who's done with the show. So, um, so I'm leaving it as is for now, but maybe maybe post 2020, I'll I'll change things up. I don't know. I, it's not broken. The blonde I still fascist like, ass clip stays forever. A hundred percent. There are some things I'll never move on from. Um, the the Rachel Dolezal shout out, the Rose McGowan shout out. It's not broken, so don't fix it. You know, I don't feel like I'm dissatisfied with the state of the show, so I'm not looking to mix it up. But that said, at some point things do evolve too. I just don't think it's today. I don't think it's quite yet. We're not ready yet. Yeah. Danny Montana, remember what is important and parts of this country worth saving. Throw away this black pill. Your birthright is fighting for the world you want your children to live in as your ancestors did for you. True. That's true. My ancestors did fight for what was an entirely different country that we have bastardized beyond recognition. As far as trying to save the country that we have now, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And haven't I sacrificed enough? I have destroyed my reputation. Just I'll never be able to have a normal job just so I can say things that are plainly obvious to any person that's not retarded. She's also destroyed my reputation. Yeah. (laughs) And Matt. And then, you know, he's getting married and he's going to have kids. So there's more pressure on him to, like, not be a fuck up. And he's screwed now. So haven't (laughs) we given up enough? You guys? Uh, Steve Garvey. I appreciate that we've been able to build this community. I'm glad that everybody has helped us build this community. Not saying you're doing it. I just don't want to get into that mold of like, you guys haven't done enough for us. Do you understand how much we've sacrificed or oh, done? No. I'm no, not I'm saying not. that. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not doing any more. Gotcha. No more. It, I don't want to go like, I don't know, like when Milo ripped his own audience and that kind of shit. I hate that. So, so no, wanna... he was just talking about my specific black pill situation. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing any more for this country. I think that gotcha. this, the channel, the repercussions from the channel are like the maximum contribution to Western civilization I'm willing to make right now. I'm already having a baby. God. God, guys. Fair enough. The D's are back in Joe, despite his uh, obvious dementia for two reasons. A sacrifice to the Trump 2020 buzzsaw they know is coming. A hope that his faux moderate patina will hold the house. Thanks for the sanity safe space. Thank you. That's, that seems like a reasonable political calculation, too. I do know a lot of the fear with Bernie, according to the reporting, at least, is they feared the down ballot uh, impact in addition to just Bernie himself losing. If you're if like, for instance, we're going to have a probably a a well contested Senate race here in Montana. If Bernie Sanders, Steve Bullock, your guy who you've already forgot, is speculated to be running. 
But if it's Steve Bullock against Steve Daines for Senate here in Montana. Is that Congressman Body Slam? No, that's the guy who was asked, what was your biggest achievement as governor? And he sat oh, he's there like, stalling. Oh. <laughs> that's our governor. And he's likely running for Senate against incumbent Republican Steve Daines. And to the point, if he's running for Senate and Bernie Sanders is above him on the ballot under the same Democratic name, that's bad news for, uh, for Steve Bullock. I do think Democrats are factoring that into their calculation for sure. Redica says, didn't Don Brazil write a book on how the primary was stolen from Bernie? Then again, Bernie wasn't as close to winning as he believed. Did she? I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't read the book, obviously. But she certainly helped rig it against Bernie. That's uh, that's demonstrated. Becky Winter says to Blonde, welcome to mom brain. It only gets worse the more kids you have. I actually started to think that maybe I have dementia. Like I was <laughs> Early it. onset? Early onset dementia, yeah. age 32. Brian Pereira, Pereira, Pereira. Uh, hey, I'm a huge fan. Your show really helped me get through some tough times. I'm really sorry I mocked your name. I didn't realize it was going to be so serious, Brian. Uh, will you guys talk about Carlos Maza being exposed as wealthy? P.S. Please make Greta Thunberg's How Dare You a sounder. I think we play it sometimes. I we? do have it. I just, I rarely Carlos Maza's rich? Uh, I saw something circulating Twitter. There's your sound. How dare name. you? I saw something circulating Twitter, but I've not looked into it. Apparently, he lives a life of luxury, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Be surprised, though. Was he really making that much money from Vox? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he was doing something else. Jacob, uh, and, and I'm sorry. I'm happy we could get you through some hard times. Yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in as well. And I hope Brian. things have resolved themselves. Jacob says, if there are more women than men in hell in Islamic theology, how did the splody ones get 72 virgins is islamic math like msnbc math. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pretty good though they invented algebra that's always the talking point that's why it's algebra is because it's you know from from that uh part of the world mm, but, family uh, money his family's worth 100 million dollars oh really according okay. to the live chat so i don't know but yes your, your point on the numbers is well taken those those things can't both be true Somebody between Jacob and Nick Heckman got their $25 donation sent to Planned Parenthood. So. Oh, no. I, I wish that I could give you more information. Um, Nick Heckman, has anyone noticed that International Women's Day is a day shorter than International Men's Day yet? Yeah. An hour shorter, you mean? Because yeah. of uh, the daylight savings? Is today International Women's Day? Is that today? I didn't even... I, I don't know that either. Yeah. Um, Cy Cooper... Kai yeah, that's correct. Okay. You, it's not Kai. You've never seen the name Cy before? No. C-Y? Never. Why is okay. my camera shaking? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's like vibrating. Now it stopped. How weird is that? Are you in an earthquake right now? No. All right. Well, it seems intermittent. Did you see the sign in the background saying protecting abortion access is a Catholic virtue? Yeah, no. crazy lady. The Pope would like to have a chat. Well, this Pope would probably be like, oh, yeah. He hasn't officially endorsed uh, abortion, though, has he? Although he's got to be yet. close. Yeah. It's fine. He's He's got coronavirus, so we'll get a new Pope in. That's true. They're hiding it, though. He's like... He's always quarantine. hacking up along. Hmm. Um, Laurel says, single mom here. I don't know that I need to be demonized, but I shouldn't be honored for it either. I strongly discourage it. Everything has been 10 times harder. Don't do it. Get married first. Yeah, Laurel, but you make like you've made a significant contribution to society. And I'm just kind of getting sick of this right wing. Ad I can't believe I'm saying this, but this right wing attitude that women are responsible for all of the world's ills. What? What has happened to you? You know, men allowed women to get this out of control. <laughs> 
I know. We were the ones who allowed the 19th to happen. Well, you guys were like, oh, free pussy in the 60s. So I guess that we'll just relinquish all of our control over women and then be like, how did this possibly happen? Women are such whores. It's like... No, Laurel's point is well taken. I think you can extend it to even the abortion context that we were talking about. There is a difference between um, just recognizing the ideal and striving to promote the ideal versus promoting and celebrating things that aren't just not ideal, that are actively damaging. Mm-hmm. I'm not obviously, you know, in, in circumstances like she's describing, you hope for the, you hope for the best. I'm glad things have worked out. And I know that you're a person who's got the right values. And I, obviously you're not going to sit and condemn that person or something like that. I think we have to be careful that we don't do that. But the other yeah. side of it is we're supposed to sit here and sell, like say that single motherhood and abortion are objective goods that we should celebrate these things. I'm a strong woman. I don't need no man. That's the exactly. other side of it that, yeah. that this is coming from. And, um, but, but I, I do take her point that like there can be, uh, you can go too far in, reacting to that. And I, I don't want to go that far either. The important thing is that we do whatever we can to make sure that people that are, that have children are in married committed relationships with one another. Yes. And however that, that is achieved, I don't really care. That can't always be the case. There will be uh, oddities. There will be, you know, uh, uh, unusual living circumstances, whatever. But that's the point is we're not supposed to look at those and go, those are actually the ideal. Those are the best. That's what we should strive for. We should deconstruct family structure and tradition and all that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Sturgis, happy Sunday. First, the left is basically giving up on personal responsibility. If I have to choose between third term abortions and pro-life, I'm going pro-life. Second, I'm hoping for heart attacks for Bernie and Uncle Touchy. (laughs) Disavow. Come on. You're hoping for their, for their negative health consequences. Uh, I mean, a second term abortion seems so crazy. I mean, no, no abortions, but like even, uh, even a, se- a second trimester. B- but to the point crazy. that he's making, I think a lot of people are in this box where they're like, yeah, I, I, I thought that like the third trimester rule before was a, a reasonable compromise and, and an acknowledgement that like certain abortions are uh, medically necessary or circumstantially necessary prior to the fetal viability. I get it. I don't really subscribe to those ideas anymore because I can't really justify them. A fetus is viable at 23 weeks. But those people who believe that sort of thing, they don't have a home in the left anymore. They arguably don't have a home in the Democratic Party at all. Remember, Pete Buttigieg was asked by a pro-life woman on the campaign trail, I'm pro-life, do I have a place in, in your campaign or in the party? And his response was a polite get out. Yeah. Like, you can't be pro-life in this party. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You can't even be nuanced or you can't, you can't be a dirty fence sitter like I'm accused of being. You can't, you can't even be a person who agrees with um, Roe, v. Stan- Roe v. Wade's standard of the state can restrict third trimester abortions. Even that's not good enough for these people. They want none. They want yep. no abortion restrictions, abortion on demand, even if that thing's coming out tomorrow or in Ralph Northam's case, even if it's already over there on the table, you got to make it comfortable before you let it die. And then blurring the lines between uh, between viability. It's gotten so much better. Now, uh, a 24-week-old fetus, 70% of them survive in the United States. Wow. I'm 25 weeks. My baby right now weighs two pounds. And that's why the viability standard doesn't – and one of many reasons it doesn't make a lot of logical sense is because that changes medically – and, All the time. And technologically with every decade, if not more frequent. I mean, there's never going to be a situation where a, a three-week-old fetus 
can survive outside the womb. But viability yeah, will have its limits, but it, it is always getting better. Once we develop artificial wombs, that's going to be where this really reaches an interesting point. Mm -hmm. Vernon Marquez, gotta go soon, but one last super chat to show my support. Thank you very much. God Emperor of Duncan will get a lot more people behind a law explicitly prohibiting sex with Rashida Tlaib <laughs> than people who want to get behind her. Hey oh. Oh, wow. That was a good one. Frank Underwood, thanks, Thank Matt. You. Now I know that no means yes. Dating will be so much easier now. You heard it here. No means yes in all circumstances. Always, especially Always. if it, especially when you're talking about naked physical contact. Definitely. That in that case, it definitely means yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Frank. I'm glad you've been um, informed. Sigh, Cooper. Every time a discussion of gender relations comes up, my mind immediately goes to Jordan Peterson's lectures. Uh, yeah, he had some good ones back in the day. Um, I saw a picture of him the other day. He looked normal. Do we? Is it a recent picture? Yeah, it's a sandwich between two other pictures of Michaela Peterson's ass on Instagram. Okay. So, but he looks pretty normal. He's like walking around. Okay, stuff, so, so maybe we'll hear from the man himself soon. Perhaps. Maybe it's not as bad as we thought. John Martin says, great show. Big donation. I uh, fell in love with oh, you well, guys thanks. all over again. You are my sanity safe space. Aw, gave all. All I'm over again. Niggardly. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. wonder if he left for a while or wow. whatever. We appreciate that you're hanging around and thanks for uh, keeping us afloat. Thanks, man. Spicy meme. Hey, Matt and Blonde in Salem, Oregon. All the bills got dropped from the GOP walking out. Good. Yeah. Now MisGov wants to change our constitutions to the GOP can't do it again. And three anti-gun bills up for vote in 2020. Oh, man. Interesting. So I haven't followed this story closely except for when we talked about it prior with the the uh, gasoline tax or uh, I loved climate change tax. It. it was Whatever it was. Excellent. But here, that's interesting if that's true. I don't, again, I don't know all the details on this, but if they're saying I'm going to have a constitutional amendment so you can't do this, that implies that it's constitutionally square to do that. And if it is constitutionally square to do that, I can't really argue against it. Right. If it is a constitutionally acceptable behavior or tactic, then you must revise the constitution to make it not. So we'll see how that plays out. Oh, it's so hot in here. Um, Downscated said, I never understood the argument about police being trained to use guns. Half the cops I know barely shoot. I train and shoot 10,000 rounds a year and better train the police. I'll keep my gun. Thanks. That's a good point. It, yeah, I mean, it's an indicator that someone probably has some firearm experience, but does it mean that you're necessarily an expert? No. I mean, there are plenty of people who are more proficient than police officers, certainly. But that, I guess Bloomberg's point is like they've gone through some kind of training. Well, so... I mean, lots of civilian. I would advocate that civilians go through training too. I wouldn't say no training for civilians. Yeah, civilians should train themselves or go through training or whatever, but everyone should be firearm proficient, 100%. Irishnat117, hey, Matt and Blonde, you might want to check out the books While at Heart for Young Men and Captivated for Young Women. It's from a religious angle, but might read some sense to you. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks for the rack. Jason Bolt, hey, Matt, what's Helena like? I may be offered a job there, also repeal the 19th. Um, anytime I talk about a city in Montana, take it in the context of my appreciation of the state overall, because I would way rather live anywhere in Montana than most other states. However, Helena would not be in my top choices in the state because it's basically in the middle of nowhere. It only exists as the state capital and kind of like Missoula. There are a lot of Democrats there yeah. and there's, and it's just kind of, out, it's not, it's got a mountain range out there, but it's just out there by itself off the interstate, not exactly convenient to a lot of cool stuff in the state and it's small and it's just the state capital. 
So I would say other options are better, but Helena relative to living, I'd pick Helena over California in the blink of an eye. Let's put it that way. Uh, I don't know. I was in Palm Springs a few weeks ago and outside of the Mexican situation, it was really nice. Well, the burritos were good though. But worth it. It's, you tell me. They were. You didn't even get coronavirus. Not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe. Spoke too soon. Um, Cy Cooper, Matt, have you seen the armored truck guard that got arrested in New Jersey for his yeah. permitted legally carried duty sidearm and his employer issued ammo? Yikes. So this guy was legally carrying in New Jersey. My understanding is the arrest is about a dispute over the ammunition that he had. They were Hornady critical self-defense rounds, which they're like those polymer or plastic filled ones. And the, whether those count as hollow points or not, because hollow points are illegal in New Jersey. But the irony is this guy was issued that ammunition by his employer. I, yes. So what's he supposed to do? Now he's going to be a felon in New Jersey without a job or the ability to defend himself, even though he was sucks. following all the laws. Yeah. Oh, sucks. I missed Darlene. Um, Kate's forgot about time change. We don't change in Arizona. Huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We'll watch in full later. I do not. Sorry to our Phoenix listeners or Arizona more broadly. FIY PBP Productions. Uh, Matt, look up Fred Gutenberg's tweet about Ted Cruz's self-quarantine. No more sympathy for this guy. Oh, what did he say? I didn't even see it. I also don't know. I could look. I could I could see if I can find it while we continue. Um, last one is Ouroboro. Shout out to my other group. My to any other gross pussy vegan males watching this, love watching the show. I'm sorry I insulted all of you guys, but you had to think about your masculinity when you decided <laughs> to go vegan, right? All right. Uh, ETC says hugs and kisses from D Live. Thank you, Darth. Uh, Darth Jones throwing in a diamond as well, and ETC throwing in another diamond. Thank you guys for supporting the show over on D Live. Much appreciated. I just got Streamlabs. If can you check on Fred Gutenberg, Gutenberg's uh, Twitter? see what he said about Ted Cruz. Cause Ted Cruz, that was the other piece about CPAC is Ted Cruz is now quarantine self quarantining for a week because of CPAC is my understanding. He worries he may have been exposed at CPAC, uh, over on Streamlabs. January 9th. Thanks for your patience tonight, guys. I don't mean to uh, put you on the back. Uh, Sergeant Snow Ape says, Hey, you ape, get in shape. Snow Ape Uprising 2020. Well, between the Hawaiian shirts and the Snow Ape Uprising, I'm doing my best, you know? Appreciate it. Attack Alpaca says, Assuming Trump wins in 2020 and we have a new candidate in 2024, who would be your way too early picks for two candidates? I know we are four years out and I'm still getting through the current race, so just best guesses right now. Well, candidates I'd predict or candidates I would vote for. I would put Ted Cruz at up in the front for uh, both the likely GOP nominee and someone I would consider voting for. Um, as if I could pick, I would pick Rand Paul, but I don't think he has the broad appeal to make it happen. Democrats. Who's the likely Democrat. That's the thing is they don't have a, a likely heir apparent. Who would it be? I mean, it's not Bernie. He's way too old. Joe way too old. Uh, Warren, can she like? It's, it's not in this field, I don't think. It's I, my prediction would be wild card. Someone arises out of like some gifted state politician somewhere. Yeah, Fred Gutenberg, just said, fresh so, face. Sorry to hear your quarantine, Ted Cruz. The universe of alternative facts that you forced this country to live through is now coming around to smack you all in the ass. The fuck is that even mean? This is the thing, dude. Because like, of you and others that defended the universe of alternative facts, more Americans won't die. I. Genuinely don't know what this means. He's saying it's good because 
As far as I understand, he's saying Ted Cruz is now suffering the consequences of lying about coronavirus. So good. Americans have suffered because of your misinformation. Can you imagine if somebody Dude, said that about his daughter? I'm going to There refrain. must be some corollary. I'm going to try to be as kind to Fred Gutenberg as I can. This is the other thing. He just throws his tragedy around on Twitter as though no one else has ever experienced tragedy or untimely death or anything yeah. else horrible. He just makes all sorts of assumptions about what people have or have not experienced. And that we kind have of no idea what too. Ted Cruz has happened to Ted Cruz. In his but life. I, I'm going to speculate that what has happened to him has caused him to become very, very emotionally damaged. And yeah. this is some sort of like his politics is an outgrowth of that or something like that. I, I, I don't know, but the guy, the guy is incredibly unfair and incredibly vindictive with his internet in his, with his internet politics. And rem remember with Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz agreed to debate him in good faith about guns. And Ted Cruz was nothing but understanding and kind. Yeah. Ted Cruz didn't say a single critical word about the man personally. He disagreed strictly on the issue. You can watch the whole hour debate. And Ted Cruz was a perfect gentleman. Right. I would have liked to see more spice personally. Someone needs to call Fred out on his bullshit. I was trying to do that as kindly as possible. And he had to go against me personally because that's all he ever does is attack people personally and leverage his own personal tragedy to try to get you to shut up. Oh, I experienced tragedy. So you have to shut up. That's the Fred Gutenberg way. And it drives me nuts, man. I'm not going to yield to it. And I hope that Ted Cruz doesn't either. But Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is a better man than I am, and he probably will. He'll be yep. kind about it. Uh, Candy Mac says, so our COVID-19, this is uh, in Florida. She's a nurse, recall, and there was a coronavirus patient there. She mentioned last Sunday. Our COVID-19 patient was discharged home. The, hosp the hospital is going overboard, which is good. Half my staff is out. They're quarantined working my ass off this week and my face has a permanent impression of an N95 mask. So one of the, uh, the surgeon's mask, my recommendation, go to a hospital with all private rooms. Well, thank you for doing what you're doing. And I hope, uh, of course, health and safety to you. And, and thanks for rising to the occasion and all the best. And thanks for, uh, giving us information on what's going on too. Regal Fregel says, did you guys see the latest victim of leftist cannibalism? The one and only gay wonk is being attacked for being privileged by the, uh, by way of wealthy parents. Oh, so sweet schadenfreude. Have a good night and looking forward to, and looking good for a lazy prego blonde. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. I'll have to check this story out. Ovid says blonde. My father was laid off in the 2008 financial crisis. And when he was unable to find proper work for years, he worked part-time at a liquor store, made dinner, laundry, home repairs. He was such a great figure in my life. Please don't shit on home dads. What that guy stayed at home for an entire year so that Busy Phillips could pursue her dumb acting career. They are the circumstances are slightly different. They're yeah, I mean, this way is, different. Those are totally different circumstances. And of course, your dad rising to the occasion and difficult. Yeah, you do what you what have a, to do to help your family. What a good father does. So I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to hear he did that. And of course, uh, I hope that you are successful in everything that you've been looking for as well, Ovid. Thanks for supporting. The show perhaps we'll hear from you in the call-in show sometime soon i think we're all clear okay cool because my food is here so I all know. right indian food that's right yeah we're all good and uh apology for my um for my jank mistake i thought that was recent but it uh in fact was not so i will clarify that in a um in a comment so that people know that that is not uh, the case anyway thanks for calling me out on that whenever i get it wrong i like to be called out much appreciated 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us live. And uh, if you're listening later on YouTube, DLive, BitChute, audio platforms, wherever you are, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if there is uh, more material, is that your Indian food or Caesar? If you're looking for more material, including the call-in show or other stuff you might not find on YouTube, check out those audio platforms. They're linked in the description for you. And they're also uh, on the website as well, mattchristiansonmedia.com slash podcasts. Remember, you can email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. In the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night.